Hello, weary travelers. Halen well met. I am, of course, am your illustrious dungeon master, Cody J. Hay, and I'm joined by my wonderful friends to play a game of D&D. Uh, you can see our wonderful faces today. How great is that? My just for a beautiful moment. Beautiful, unshaven face. Not, not uh, for the whole game. Just for a moment. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, anyways, I'm joined by our wonderful players playing the paladin, bringer of dawn, Burn. What up? Played by Dean, of course. Wow. Uh, your magnificent wizard friend, who we like to joke around a whole lot with, and it offends the audience. Uh, Ozal the Wise, played by Zach. Jumbo, baby. Our wonderful warlock, and probably now magical artificer Christmas guy, Kranglis. Uh, <laughs> played by Deanie. Hey, everyone. Uh, beautiful Max, who I don't think we've actually ever seen in person on stream. Look how handsome he is. Uh, who what plays Marius Verdari, our wonderful cleric. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the stream. And you know him, you love him. He falls asleep half the time, but we still <laughs> oh, like fuck. him. Uh, Mark. I'm just glad you didn't call me ugly. But I got my shit kickers on tonight, and I'm ready to go, boys. That's gotta be a mechanic at some point. Calaman, if he falls asleep in real life, he just falls asleep on the battlefield. That, that <laughs> yeah, would be... Exactly. Incredible. Like a, like a Snorlax. <laughs> yeah, there yeah, you go. He, he suffers from narcolepsy. Yeah, it's like, it's like, PTSD of being in chains. Yeah, yeah. It's more also, handy. He's, he's handy capable. Also, we should have 100% Mark, Mark's camera at the ready all the time. So oh, yeah. Fall asleep, I keep it on. Shame him. <laughs> shame him. Yeah. There you, you go. You see how I sleep, watch me while um, I sleep. We have a, a few quick uh, plugs to do before we get started tonight, and that's kind of why you're seeing our faces. Uh, so, Dean, tell us what, what we got here. Uh, yeah, this is a, a piece of art I did. Uh, it's inspired by The Hobbit uh, comic book that Zach loves and adores. Um, and it's of Ozol when he first met um, Stolas, our sweet Alan friend. Oh, yeah, look, uh, Mark has the comic right there. Yeah. On, there on you the go. Screen. You'd love to see it. Uh, yeah, so we did this, just another um, uh, homage to an old cover that we like. I did the uh, Burn and Ozol. So now we have Stolas and Ozol. Um, so, yeah, it's a kick ass shirt, and uh, you could go pick it up. I'd yeah, um, love to see it. It's on yeah, sale it's, right now. It's fourteen dollars. It's a, it's a beautiful yeah, it interpretation. I'll have to go order right fucking now. Then. In fact, I'm gonna drop you guys the T Public link right there. Uh, we also, uh, I just wanted to plug this uh, this store real quick. So, uh, I've been hitting D and D hard this week, and um, there's a few stores in town that actually sell Dungeons and Dragons stuff, but they're more like stores that sell D and D rather than stores that focus on D and D. Uh, so if you're in San Antonio, check out Court of Gamers. Um, I'm actually really excited for when Mark comes down. We're going to go do a um, little bit of a vlog there. Uh, but here's a look at the store. So right when you walk in, they have like a bunch of like their premium dice sets in the front, which is really cool. Uh, they have a ton of Critical Role stuff. So if you're a fan of, of Critical Role, they have um, all the different dice sets from all the characters. So there's like a Scanlan Short Halt like dice set that comes with this nice leather bag. Bunch of other dice sets from the different characters there. They have a huge wall of like pretty much any color of D20 or style that you want. Pretty reasonably priced. Uh, they also have a really nice mini selection. So um, they have a lot of like the pre painted stuff, a lot of the um, 
uh, kind of like the the different sets there, which I think is really great. Um, there's also the um, they have like the Reaper Bones minis and the uh, pre prime minis, which is really cool. And then I think my favorite part is they take the blind box minis and they open them. And so you can actually just buy like the exact single pack mini that you want, uh, which is really cool. And those are all pretty reasonably priced. Uh, I think even compared to eBay, a lot of them were like half to a third the price. Some of them were like kind of around the eBay price, but generally speaking, everything was like really well priced there. So if you're in San Antonio, check out Court of Gamers, pretty cool store, lots of D&D stuff. And they do, they do like other war games also, but you could definitely tell like when you walk in their primary um primary thing is uh uh like D, which is cool um cody is stepped away for just a second so we will uh chime back in i guess does anyone want to give a recap of the episode from uh last week or the week before sure i could do that so Previously, we we are making our way back from the marsh of uh, Berez, having recovered uh, a couple of items and defeating Baba La Saga. We made our way back to town, uh, had a, a little discussion about what to do with some of the items that we had found, um, particularly ha- the half skull of Argenvost, the tome of Strahd, and also the gemstone for the Wizards of Wine Vineyard. Uh, On the way back to town, we kind of had a discussion about what happened with Stolas. The beginning of that part was uh, Marius responded to to Stolas killing his deity, uh, the Night Mother, and striking Stolas down, having a conversation and confrontation with the rest of the party about what to do with, with him, in the future and continued to go on. Uh, Marius was fully intent on attempting to kill Stolas and just end it right there and was stopped at the last moment by Count Strahd von Zarovich himself and who whisked Stolas away. Um, from there, we continue back towards Valaki. Had a, a little discussion. Marius spent a couple of days praying to try and find some other god that would help take up the mantle of rescuing the people of Barovia, and uh, Helm decided to answer the call. Ozal revealed his new uh, powers and a fancy new uh, domain that we can kind of go into and uh, can store items and things in uh, as he is expanding on his power and knowledge himself. Uh, we decided to place uh, a staff in there of uh, swarming insects. On the way back to Velaki, we ran into a uh, a new companion of sorts. Literally ran them over and broke one of the wheels of the uh, the Prima Vista, and <laughs> hence where our new companion Kringlis was found a little bit of uh conflict ensued within the inn uh and some confusion about payment and having to pay slag for uh services rendered for the town uh marius paid those and to the to the unwillingness of some of the rest of the party and 
Apparently we offended the innkeepers with our discussion and, and arguments over other things. And that's kind of where we were picking up. We were getting ready to start talking about the Tome of Strahd and going over it and figuring out what to do with that item. Absolutely. Let's hear the intro and then we'll get into our game. Hear ye, and get ye hype, for tonight's harrowing adventure takes place in the accursed land of Strahd. But fret ye not, though, as our tale is sure to have moments of levity, provided by our all-star role players, and led by our story dungeon master, Cody J. Hay. Truly, from the bottom of all our hearts, we thank you for tuning in to Live and Let's Dice. Friend of the show, Devin Silva. Uh, apologies, Max. Thank you so much for the uh, re-roll there. All right. Um, for my new players, uh, we got a bunch of stuff done. Zach and I have been working on tokens and all kinds of stuff. So... From left to right, we have our town, or some of our town council, that was not represented by tokens before. So you have Ernest Wainwright, who is the cart maker. Uther, the lumberjack, you guys haven't talked to a whole lot, but he runs the lumber mill. Slag, of course, and uh, Seth the Bowman. I believe, Ozol, you uh, kind of had everyone disband that wasn't going to be a part of the meeting. Uh, so they kind of are just hanging out in the bar, doing their thing, and we're going to let you take it away. Go ahead. All right. So who, uh, just for the people listening at home, who's currently in the bar? Currently in the bar is still technically everyone. <laughs> they, okay. You know, so you've had there's... your thing, you've gone out, you've come back in, um, you guys have called back in Van Richten. Uh, kind of had your thing, but I remember we had talked off stream that you wanted a couple people to stand guard for the portal. <coughs> ah, excuse me, hiccups. Um, so I have to just kind of brought back whoever you want to be in this room for now, uh, or who you want to present the tome to. Okay. Um, so the portal's not here, though, correct? It is not here yet, but with just a wave of my dungeon master's wand, it can be. All right, there we go. Um, so I think um, I would... Um, these people here, they're not in the council, right? The people, they are the ghoulish-looking folks. They, okay, first of all, they're brilliant. Um, but they, they may be soulless. But yes, they are just hanging out. They probably have council business to attend to. Uh, the council themselves does meet, and it is an open forum. So if like, townspeople do have like a grievance, they can factor it. Uh, and take it into consideration. Okay, so this realm that I can create would be much more secure than this inn. Though I think only the highest members of the council should be in attendance for this. And I'll gesture to Burn to uh, bring some Spartans to kind of protect this portal while we're in it. Uh, yeah, uh, is Mark kind of looks around and he says, um, I, I will head this up. I will go in and I will meet with our, our heroes. Um, and then Van Richten kind of gestures to uh, Esmeralda, who also nods, um, that they will go in with you. 
uh, but the rest of the council will kind of take hold and, you know, do whatever they're doing in the tavern. You can if you want to, Zach. I know you had mentioned previously last episode that you wanted to do it on the Prima Vista. Um, yeah, I think I'd prefer to, to do that. I think there's, like, too many people here, and it's, like, kind of an uncontrolled environment. So um, I guess just for gameplay purposes, this portal's not here. Um, so I'll, I'll uh, kind of gesture to everyone and say, I think we should do this on our cart. Not here. And I'll walk out of the bar. Uh, just because I know Strahd has, like, a lot of allies, and even just, like, small beasts can be uh, spies for him. So I think, you know, for us to convey this meeting of this significance in a public forum with, you know, people that we may not know, I think is probably unwise. Okay. Yeah, I will just start pulling people over to the cart then. Um, are you your lackeys? Are they coming with you, or are they staying? Uh, they will come with me. Okay. I'll go ahead and move them for me. Oh, thanks, bud. Yeah. And then, um, again, I'll ask Burn. Burn, we'll need two of your Spartans guarding the Prima Vista. Uh, and then two guarding the entrance to the portal. Of course. Chop, chop. Done and done. They will kind of come in you guys can do the so i don't have to switch too many maps or layers but there's a a meeting yeah. room actually in the middle it's a war room in the middle of the uh, assault deck that kind of you know takes place in the cockpit um when someone's not driving so you kind of pull everyone into the study in there uh if you remember that map has like a couple couches there's like a fireplace and tables and you can lay it out and you summon your portal uh and the applicable people come right through awesome uh, you are greeted with your shining friend, Magnus, uh, who kind of appears out of the statue uh, to land at your feet and says, Welcome, Ozo. How may I be of service? Well met, Magnus. I believe last we spoke you had been studying the Tome of Strahd. I have here some of the Council of Nuvalaki, and along with my party, we were very curious of what it contained. Of course. I have put together a spectacle for you, he kind of says. Uh, and with a wave of his hand, the candles in the room go from being this beautiful white light color uh, to dimming and t kind of taking on this dull red uh, as he begins to weave magics to tell a story. Tale of Strahd. From Strahd's journal, the Tome of Strahd. I am the ancient. I am the land. I am a king, a warrior, a practitioner of dark magic, and a god in my own realm. I was not always this way. My beginnings are lost into the darkness of the past. I started out just a leader of men, explaining, or excuse me, expanding my father's kingdom under his orders, leading them through the tide of battle, cutting down my enemies like farmers with a scythe, wheat falling at my feet. None could stand against my might or my mind. The tactics in battle I used were swift, aggressive, and coldly calculated. After years, of warfare, fighting in my father's name, I would return home 
to find that he had grown ill. His sickness had taken to madness in his mind. He had squandered my family's wealth and let his castle and lands fall into ruin. This is not something I would stand for. So I rightfully took what was mine, his life, his title, and his army. With what little wealth I had left, I set out to conquer a plentiful valley in which my new kingdom would flourish. My men were apprehensive at first. They were easily swayed with the promise of wealth, land, wine, and women. And so it would be. I would set out to conquer this valley, its cities crushed under the heel of my boot. Though they were a superstitious folk, they were easily cowed to my power. I would name the land Barovia after my father, King Barov. It was the least I could do to show respect to the man he once was. In the wake of my victory, I would start constructing a great castle. I would name it Ravenloft as a gesture of my love for my mother, Queen Renovia. I thought it might make her smile and melt her cold demeanor towards me a bit, but it would not. I would never be enough for her. I would never bring her joy. I could never make her smile. In her eyes, I was nothing but the murdering right hand of my father, whose whole purpose in life was to set fire to villages and take in his name. She preferred my younger brother, Sergei. All of her love, time, and attention would be devoted to him. When I was being sent to war, Sergei was kept in the castle at my mother's side. Trained in the clerical ways of life, my mother taught him to appreciate the arts, poetry, painting, pottery, music, reading, writing. He grew up as a soft, gentle boy who never knew what the struggle was like. He was my most... He was my parents' most favorite thing in the whole world. He was handsome, young, and youthful, and I hated him for it. After the castle was complete, I would purchase a book from a Vestani trader. It would tell me about the ancient secrets of the land that was supposedly cursed. By the time I was starting to age, my youth was fading, and my hardness of war and age hung around me like a noose. I would learn the ancient secrets of the magics of this land and unpack them to help grow and gain in my own power. But all of it would come at a heavy cost. I called for my family, long unseated from their ancient thrones, and brought them here to settle in Castle Ravenloft. My mother would perish along the road, leaving Sergei a treasured heirloom of war, and her heir, me, the von Zarevich brooch. My younger brother would settle into the castle. He would delight in the common folk, befriending my servants in the castle, and impressing my soldiers with his tests of strength from his youthful body. I would avoid him at all costs, only looking after him because of my mother. it was my mother's last dying wish. In the village of Barovia, Sergei would find a rare beauty, who I would call perfection, joy, and treasure. Her name was Tantiana and I longed for her to be mine. From the moment I met her, I saw in her eyes a kindness. I knew I loved her with all my heart. 
I loved her for her youth. I loved her for her joy. And it spurned, and yet she spurned me, calling me old one, saying that I was her elder and only her brother. Her heart went to Sergei and Sergei alone, and they were betrothed with the date set. With her words calling me brother, but when I looked into her eyes, the reflection of another came, came. death. It was death of the aged man that she saw in me. She loved the youth of my brother and enjoyed it, but I had squandered my youth and my time. The death she saw in me turned, me from, turned her from me, and I was, come to, I was come to hate death, my death. I was hateful, very hateful, and my hate was strong. Death could not come soon enough for me, so I decided to make a pact, a pact in blood. Sergei and Tatiana were betrothed. I invited them to our, and our extended family and their vassals and made the whole land of Barovia take place in the marriage festival so that they could witness. And on the day of the wedding, I killed Sergei, my brother. The power of youth I had sought in the book of magics that had led me to make a pact in blood. When he died, the light of day was choked out from the world. The skies poured down rain that was the color of blood, and the mists came. She found me, soared through his heart, feasting upon his neck, my eyes as black as coal. She fled. The chapel I had built for my brother's clerical needs is where I found her. I tried to explain that now I was young and I was strong and nothing in this world could keep us from each other. Yet she would not let me explain, and a great anger swelled from within me. She bolted from the chapel, and I chased her and ran right into the trap my extended family had set for me. They had always had it in for us, our family. They were jealous of my father, and they knew that once I had taken his throne, his kingdom, his land, and title, that I would grow strong and prosperous. So they set out to plot to kill me and my family on this wedding day, overthrowing us. I was struck by several arrows while I was in the chapel, spears and swords. They hung me from a pike as I watched my beloved in horror. Their efforts were in vain. I was no longer strawed. I had come to think of myself as the vampire. I stretched out my hand, calling to the sword in my brother's chest. It had taken his life and had taken on properties of its own. Bat-like wings grew from the guard. My brother's skull had fused with the blade, and runes blazed like fire in the night. The sword came to my hands, and I took on my new nature. My skin ripped, my muscles tore, my bones broke and reformed. I was now a vampiric werebat. I could see and hear and move faster than anyone else around me. I could smell the fear and sweat on the soldiers, the hesitation as they watched me change. I slew everyone in the courtyard as Tatiana watched in horror. When I was done bathing in their blood, feasting on a man's neck, I looked up from a pile of corpses and I saw her crying in the courtyard. Once my wits had returned to me, I knew that something was wrong and I gave chase after her. She fled, running through the courtyard. I watched her as she jumped into the chasm calling only after my brother on the way down. 
The spears and arrows and pikes had not hurt as bad as watching her call out for my brother's name. It was thousands of feet through the mists down the waterfall. I looked for days, but there was no trace of her body, not even a blood stain, and I will never know what her final fate was. From that day on, I began to learn things about the mists in this strange new world. I learned that I had to feed on souls of the people to keep my youth. I learned that even the muted sunlight that would touch my flesh would burn it wherever it was touched. I learned that flowing water was like acid to my skin and that a stake to the heart does not kill me, though it does hold me in place for a moment. I learned that the fear of my people suffering would strengthen my bond with this new dark god. I had become, most of all, oh, this new dark god I had become. But most of all, I learned that when you die in the mists, your soul is retained in this realm. Tatiana has been reborn many times. I have often hunted for her. I have even felt her warm hand in my grasp. But she escapes. She taunts me. What will it take to bend her to my love? I reside far below Castle Ravenloft my sword always at my side. I live among the dead that I have raised and sleep beneath the very stones of this hallowed castle. I shall shut the walls and this book so that no one may disturb me in my despair. And with that, Magnus kind of waves his hand and the images stop. It's quite some studying you've done, friend. It is. Do we know who, um, what is, what is, I'm sorry, what is the bride's name or his, his potential bride's name? Uh, yes, Tatiana. He actually opens the Book of Strahd and shows you a picture and it looks almost dead on like Arena. Oh, wow. Uh, um... This explains his obsession with her when we first came here. It does. It does. Um, it, does Irina suffer the same effects of like the the common Barovian, where when she's reincarnated, she has like that dark skin, or does she not appear this way? Uh, is Marcus kind of looking at you in horror, like learning all of these revelations about Strahd and his sister? And he says, no, no, my sister has a soul. She has a youthful glow around her. Not like the other sickly looking ones. Barovians without a soul usually have a grayish, bluish tint. And there's no light in their eyes, nor do they care for the tastes of wine. Perhaps Strahd is mistaken. I don't think so, Magnus I think, says. I think the image is quite revealing. That, uh, she is the reincarnation of this uh, Tatiana. I think you may be right, Marius. It seems we've gleaned some information about the Count himself, though. Weaknesses and things we may do to hold him in place. This is all very informative. Uh, Magnus looks up sharply, and he says, Ozal, the door. Uh, and as he says that, sure as shit, there's a bunch of people pouring through. Uh, and they're all kind of, like, screaming, uh, and, you know, in pain. Um, 
Danica has shifted from human to full were raven. Oh, wrong token. And is being carried by her husband. The rest of the town council is in foot. Along with your wards and set the bowman with his bow drawn. And then following last through, kind of arms outstretched, looking towards the portal, is a figure cloaked, all in black. Who goes there? Uh, Erwin and Danica kind of limp up and inside the castle, uh, slag taking up a defensive situation. And Erwin says, he got her. Ismark, I'm sorry, we tried. But he came and he took her. Strahd. He has Irina. That is not good. He has taken her. Must go out now. Um, How recent was this? We have not been in this realm for long. You have not. Uh, he's like, pretty much after after you left and your meeting was underway, uh, we had a, a fellow we had never seen come into the bar with six or seven other men and a wizard cloaked all in black with red trim. They killed two of the commoners and when Danica went to stop them, the visage dropped and it was Strahd. The wizard was very powerful, and we took action as best we could. We fled to the cart. Uh, your apprentice had said the portal was here, and now we are here. This black wizard, tell me more about him. He had kind of a stink, a stench about him. Uh, it was trimmed with red, and his eyes were like glittering gems of hate. He had a staff that looked like a giant withered arm. Was he riding a demon as a mount? Uh, Yes. That must have been what was eating the horses in the stable. That's the defiler. Is he still in the town? They are fleeing as we speak. Strahd said he he had what he came for. I'll uh, step forward into the path and uh, pass slag and uh, say again to the black-robed individual, identify yourself at once. He kind of just turns his hood to you. He says, Jesus. Othanis, is that you? Uh, Can I roll an insight check? (laughs) Yes. Insight is going to be a 15. Um, this figure apparently knows who you are. They are kind of cloaked all in black, uh, almost as if they have some sort of spell or effect going. Okay. Um, I'll walk closer and uh, sort of gesture towards Burn and Caliban to follow. And I'll kind of gesture to the my students to get behind us. Yeah. People kind of start clearing a path uh, in. 
Magnus kind of will float out and stand at your side as everyone filters into the, the safety of your building. Um, he will kind of turn around, pulling his hood down. Uh, and what can only be described as just a brilliant flash of color as shocking blues and gold and several other adornments begin to kind of melt back into this flamboyantly bald-looking creature uh, that you realize is human. Uh, he's holding a very large staff. Uh, it's kind of shaped like if you were to take the hands off of a clock and they were at like 12 and 6, kind of shaped like that um, as he turns his back to the portal and to you. Okay. Do I recognize this person now that he's taken the visage off for like the... I will take a history off? check from anyone who is native to the plane of Faerun. Uh, history check? Yes. 21. He looks like the legendary Morden Canyon. Like the guy who made a bunch of the spells. Morden Canyon. Is that you? It is. Uh, Magnus kind of puts a hand on your shoulder and like shakes his head like left and right and then slowly begins to fade. I will, uh, Welcome him into the castle or into the tower. He nods. And uh, I'll re enter the tower. Uh, Marius, you standing outside, he turns and he looks at you and he says, You must be Marius. Yes, I am. You are a new gentleman. Madam to... Ava sends her regards. Ah, you've met Madame Eva. I have. What was your name again? Morning Canaan. Morning Canaan? Yes. Pleasure to meet you. Let's just head inside. How would you like to proceed? Oh, Ox. What oh, yes, go ahead, sir. Oh, what brings you to this realm, Morden Canaan? I believe I owe this one, and he kind of gestures ahead to Marius, a favor. Or, I should say, I owe Madame Ava a favor. In return, she has passed the debt on to him. What might that be? I... I don't have time to explain that. Here is the short version. I came to this land, fought Strahd, lost, went mad, and then was cured. There were several other things that happened in between. Well, I but that's that the short out. version. <laughs> he just kind of shoots you a sidelong glance, Burn. What is the favor that you owe Master Rodari? Whatever he names. I can aid you, the town. I have helped a little bit by stalling the devil while in disguise, trying to keep my visage of the Black Mage of Mount Baratok intact. But from what I hear from, what is his name, Andril, the other wizard who uh, has told me of your party and where to find you, that 
you are seeking to confront the devil himself, and I intend to help you so that I may leave this plane. We are working our way to that point, but we are not prepared for that just yet. So it would seem. Do you know the path to this place called the Ember Temple? I do. We're trying to find it. He uh, kind of lets go of his staff that just keeps floating in the air, somehow unaffected by whatever gravity is happening. Uh, and he withdraws a map from one of his inner sleeves as it kind of just materializes, almost as if it was like ripped into shreds and then it's reforming uh, as he's holding it. And he begins to kind of lay it out as if there's a table under it, as it floats, and he begins to show you the path to the Amber Temple. Uh, and then he circles the lake. He says, I fear that leaving this town will leave you susceptible to an attack from whatever is within the lake. What Perhaps. have you heard? Oh, go ahead. What lies in the lake? Well, Initiate Andrel tells me that recently you have lost a party member to the Devil's Team. And that apparently a certain someone did not dispose of his body properly and has been reincarnated as a demon. <laughs> like, staring daggers at you, Ozol. But... It would be Madame Ava who did not dispose of the body properly. Well, a wizard should know better. I would know. Uh, he says, from, from what I have heard, there are reports of much activity of Strahd and his soldiers near the lake. Something large lies beneath the surface, though I have not gotten close enough to check it out. Perhaps I could aid you in this venture? And perhaps I could help bring your fallen teammate home. So you could say. Do you refer to Stolas? I do. That's what I've been told at least. The bird creature turned aberration. Yes. That would be most agreeable. But he, lo he looks back to you. He said, but it is your favor, Marius. So you may name the task. So you have been sequestered here to perform a favor for me. Am I understanding this correctly, Morgan Correct. I will need to uh, discuss with my friends what favor I will call for you on. Hmm. As you say. Am I... Should I stay? Or would you like me to go back outside? Um, if you would not mind, we, we may need a moment here. Um, we'll discuss this. Uh, he kind of looks around at the room and nods. And then looks down at the ground where there's like a couple strips of paper that he kind of picks up. And he kind of looks around the room as he tucks them into his pocket. And he will walk back out. 
kind of into the grass area. Arthur, Faye, please escort Morden Cannon out. I will see you on the other side. Um, uh, uh, yes, your illustriousness. I will totally do that. Why <laughs> oh. does he have a different voice every time we talk to him? Because <laughs> I, I love that narrative trait about him. And, uh, uh, Faye rolls her eyes and just says, okay, and walks out. And I guess we'll gesture to the council to leave as well. Okay. Um, and I'll, I'll just kind of mention um, Danica. Are your injuries significant? Do you need aid? She can't speak in her hybrid form very effectively. And Erwin's just like, I, I got it. She's fine. She's healing over time. I was, if Stolas was here, he could speak bird, goddammit! Rest in peace. And they leave. Oh, and his mark. Sorry. Oh, I was I like, yeah, get the, get the fuck out of here, his mark. What do you know of this wizard, Morningkainen? Is he someone that uh, is powerful? He's very, very powerful, Marius. Wizards of old tell tales of his magic, and many spells are named after him. He's a very powerful mage. Yeah, but can we trust him is probably the more important question. In this realm, it's difficult to know who you can trust. But if it's true that he carries a favor from Adam Ava, then yes, I believe he can be trusted. What task should we set him to then? Hmm? If we cannot leave this town without uh, risk to it because of the beast that lies in the lake, perhaps that would be the favor. Sounds like we should go kill the beast on the lake. Yeah, I agree, I would... my boy. I'm more of the mind that we go and handle the beast in the lake and then maybe have him escort us to the Ember Temple since we do not know our way there. Besides this map that he has provided. That's yes, I, I agree. I, I, like a better plan. I thirst for blood. I want to I wanna get that watcher in the water. I, I, these, these hands, you know... I want destruction right now. I'm starting to get a little too antsy. It's too much talking for me. Let's go, boys. I think Caliban is right. I think we could go deal with the creature in the lake ourselves. And like Maria said, we don't know the way to the Amber Temple, and we need to get there. If he could show us the way, that's a much better favor to ask. Van Richten, what do you know of, of this monstrosity that lies in the lake? He kind of looks up and he's just like, fucking wizards, dude. Um, I I don't know about many reports about the lake. Um, from my understanding, whatever l- dwells in there takes men and ships whole. I mean, I don't really like the water, if you want to know the truth. And we're not really equipped to handle something like that. At least with the battle cart, we can fire from something on the road. Whereas heading into the water, what, we have one person who can fly, maybe two if you cast a spell. We have a ranged person, and he kind of 
gestures to you, Cranklis. A caster gestures to you, Ozol. And two gentlemen who would rather throw their dicks around. He gestures to kind of burn and Caliban. He said, but, they I, are, but they are big dicks. They are. And they work it very effectively. <laughs> My issue is, is what? We put you in a rowboat and push you out for whatever is in the lake to consume you? I would not send you to your death so swiftly. My tiger cannot help us, and I only have a hand crossbow. He kind of pulls it out. Granted, it's a nice one. Is it something we could lure out of the lake? It's hard to tell. My, my instincts as a hunter tell me that whatever waterborne creature is there will not give us the advantage enough to take care of it. So if Morden Who's It can do it on his own, why would we put ourselves in the way of risk? But that's just my opinion. I thought we knew how to get to the Amber Temple. We do. And what would we need Morden Kanan for to get us there? I mean, he has outlined almost the same path. It looks like there's something here, and he kind of gestures to the map that is still floating in the, the wake of uh, him leaving. He said, looking here, it looks like you can shave a day or two off by taking this, this route he has pointed out. And if he's such a legendary wizard, why is he here? Of all places. I know why I'm here. I hunt vampires. Maybe he had similar motivations as you. He came to try and fight this Strahd, and now he has been stuck here. <laughs> he is one, one man, after all. Well, I am one man, and I have taken down a ruler and a vampire in other realms of the mist. And here I am. True, true, Van Richten. You're right there. Regardless of what we try to do, we do need to kill this beast one way or another. It seems as though we're not able to leave the city until this beast is dead. I don't know. I think the city would just not be safe. If he is truly as powerful as he says he is, I think we're probably okay. Besides, what if it's a tactic from Strahd to throw us off the scent of whatever is at the Ember Temple? There's that as well. But at some point we also need to make find out where he has taken that Irina. <clears throat> and why? I guess we know the why. We, we know the why. He, she is the reincarnation of his love. I, I suspect she will be safe for now, considering her circumstance. But the town takes a bit more precedence. How about we make our way out and go and see about this creature in the lake? As you say. He kind of nods and will follow your lead. So, have we determined that we do not need him to take us to the Ember Temple as, as I look towards everyone else? That favors your decision, Marius. I think leaving the town defend itself against this monstrosity would be most unwise. As well, Van Richten is... Oh, good. Oh. 
I was going to say, considering Strahd just came in and hit, whooped everyone else's ass that was outside, I don't know how much more they could defend themselves. I think you took what you wanted. Yeah, but people are injured is my point. They're going to be able to f defend again. Yeah. For a while, at least. Let's, let's go handle this problem, then, and see if we can patch things up with... Uh, the rest of the inn. And then make our way for the Ember Temple, yes? We're not going to deal with the beast? I don't stand down from a fight, so are we, are we not dealing with this bitch in the water, or what? Yeah, I'm very confused. I thought yeah. we had to go to the lake anyway. Don't we need something there? No, we did not need anything there as far as I knew, but uh, we could go and handle that, but if we can have this wizard take care of it, we could do that too? What? What is the preference? If we know the way to the Amber Temple, let's make our way to the temple. Have Mordenkainen take care of the lake, if he has promised to do so for us. So he's going to 1v1 the monstrosity? We could have Van Richten here take care, help him. I appreciate uh, Van Richten's assistance towards the Amber Temple. I do not I'm... know how powerful this Mordenkainen is, but if Madame Eva has sent him here to be of service, he might be must have some power to him. I'll do whatever you guys want, but man, I'm ready to throw hands at this point. What if, uh, I want I want something to attack. I don't know what it you know. Is this is this a question we could pose to him? See what he thinks is a better idea. We need to head to the temple. Yeah, let's. We need to head to the let's temple. Let's just go. We need we, yeah, we, need, we to need to get the second act. half. We need to get the second half of the skull. The sooner we can get the skull intact. The sooner Burn will have access to the legendary weapon, the Brothers of Argenvost. The Sunhammer. Yes. Fine. We will task Wunderkainen then with handling this beast. Let's us go. Van Richten. Yes. We will need. We will need to drop off the first half of this skull at Argenvost. And if possible, if there is time, I'd like to resupply in your tower. That would be acceptable. Thank you. And, uh... Do we I will... you any gold for that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, he laughs and he says, no, I am not a humble blacksmith. <laughs> Kringlis, is this acceptable to you? The terms are acceptable. Alright. As uh, I'll, I'll, I'll um, gesture for them to leave, and I'll place my staff sort of in front of Burn to stop him from leaving. And uh, I will say, we'll be just a moment. Okay. Uh, Van Richten kind of walks out, looking at the rest of you like, whatever, like... That is your wish. 
to the rest of you also. Exit. Well, time to be hitting the old dusty trail. <sighs> yep. We, I will make my way out the portal and try and find out, assess the damages that has happened to the inn while we've been in here. Um, I'll mage hand burn to get back here because I need to talk to him for a second. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh man. What a silly goose. Uh, burn, you feel a tap on your shoulder. Okay, I come back in. Um, as everyone filters out, I'll take Burn up into the study and uh, take a seat and say, It's a shame what's happened to Stolas Burn. Yeah, I'm very upset. <laughs> um, wow, you totally ruined that moment. Okay. Um, what? What? I am upset. I agreed with you. What do you want me to say? Oh, you're, you're using like your normal Dean attitude voice. Um, That's Burn's attitude. It's my attitude. I'm pissed off. Let me see your dagger, Burn. My dagger? The one I you found in uh, the swamp. I take the dagger off my belt and I hand this to Ozol. I'll take my right glove off. And I'll take the dagger and put a, a slice in my hand. And then I'll hand it to Dean. Or to Burn, rather. To do the same. You want me to cut my hands, Ozol? I'm swearing to you a blood oath, my boy. We will get Stolas back from the devil. I mean, I could just take you at your word. I believe you. <laughs> well, I've already cut my hand, so. <laughs> Oh, all right. It's, just, it's a lot of armor. I gotta take off and gone. It's a glove. I mean, no. You it's hear a from across the room <laughs> as as Magnus's voice kind of echoes through ethereally through the castle. Have we not learned what happens when we make blood oaths today? Who made a blood oath? Strahd. A pact oh. made in blood. Oh, I I just heard a bunch of. This is more of like a brotherly kind of thing, but um, yeah. It's not really a Well, Strahd killed his brother, so, I mean... Well, if I gotta kill Strahd's brother, I'd kill him, too. <laughs> okay, just just forget this happened. Let's just get out of here. This is, this is the worst episode of the ever done. Alright, let's get out of here. The worst this, episode? This, yeah, oh, it no. really is. Alright, well, I'll close no, down the portal. An hour. <laughs> yeah, so we got three hours to save it. You return. Um... There are two commoners, dead skis. Oh no. In the tavern. The uh, door has been kicked in, and a lot of things are disheveled. Start putting people back. Um, yeah. Um, hanging out, just kind of getting a drink in the tavern. It's your new buddy Mordenkane. Just not saying a whole lot. Oh, and these guys are, are are definitely back over here now. So what happens when you leave the door unguarded, Ozil? Terrible choice. What are you talking about? You pulled had... the guards from the tavern! There's two guards in the whole town? Uh, there are four guards. Two outside already guarding it, and then two guarding your portal. 
You told us we had like 70 guards. You do. It's only two but you're also there. trying to fight a being that can phase in and out of planar reality. Anyways. Okay. Sure. You return back that to the sucks. tavern. How would you like to proceed, Ozo? Oh, let someone else take the lead, I guess. I I'm so lost at what's even going on in this episode, so just... <laughs> Morning, Kainan. We, we have a decision for you, my good friend. Uh, we will have you... Use your favor that you've gotten from Madame Eva to go and handle this creature in the lake. We have other business to attend to. And we appreciate your time here. He nods. Um, he stands up without saying a whole lot and walks out and towards the north gate. I would suggest one of the council members here go and be witness to to this man. To make sure that, to see what he does. But we have to hit the road to begin our track. Is there anyone here that uh, can supply us with some, some colder weather equipment? I believe where we are going is going to be quite treacherous terrain. Slag kind of looks over to you guys and says, I have cold weather gear. I bet you I... do, my friend. Come. Let me show you something, Marius. And Ozal. Of whom I probably owe an apology to. Uh, he walks out, and as you kind of walk over, there is brand new hanging out not too far from the inn a shop that has been built overnight <laughs> yes wait I thought you were putting your smithing shop by the temple nope you've decided to not be neighbors with me how good you this is a folding shop do you know what that means no. Piece by piece, it can be unfolded as an exterior plane of reality. Once it is fully assembled and unfolded, it becomes my shop. I needed roughly 2,000 gold worth of assorted gems to create such an item. To better serve you and the town. The town refused to pay. This is what your gold has gone to. Uh, he'll kind of walk over to a trunk and he says, I have various furs that will help in the cold weather. He kind of starts unpacking them and setting them on the table by the hammers. And Ozal, I am sorry for my attitude towards you. As he slides you a small kind of sack, almost looks like a coin sack, uh, that has a little bit of weight to it. What is this slag? I took the liberties of creating the amulet you had requested from me. Thank you. Thank you yeah. very much, Slag. The additional charges will be billed to the town, and not to you. This time. <laughs> he kind of smiles as much as his robotic face allows him to. I will 
place my hand on his shoulder and thank him and say, I believe in the tavern we were on the wrong foot. And uh, I'll pull out my um, journal, or kind of like sketch spell book, and say, I see the one that you've shown me in the in the tavern. Have you, or um, if you're ever to come across something like this, and I'll show him a sketch of the Wand of Lightning, and I'll say, well, we would gl- gladly pay your price in gold for it. I've had one in the past, unfortunately, overused it in a great battle against a gargantuan armored teleporting ice spider. <laughs> pretty close, pretty close. Part of the dungeon master is amused. And I'll say, I know they're rare, but keep me in mind should you come across one. Are you opposed to having a staff? And he kind of takes your, your sketchbook and like starts sketching out a larger staff. Uh, and at the top, it kind of has this swooped top. He said, see, you could mount it to your shoulder for better accuracy. Are you opposed to something like that? or Shoulder-mounted wand? It would be a staff. He said, at one end, we could put the gym here. That lets go of the magic. You could hold it with both hands and aim down the length of the staff for your spell. What alternatives do you have, Slag? <clears throat> I could do that. I could add some sort of wand with a holster, if you'd like. A holstered Perhaps wand would be a- most excellent. A crystal that you could affix to your forehead and launch lightning out of. Ooh, that sounds spicy. Um, what about uh, what about an augmentation to a glove? I can try. Are you proficient with any form of armor? I'm not. Cloth, it is. Not my strongest suit, but it could be done. What about a hammer that shoots lightning? I don't know that I'm very strong with weapons such as hammers. I've only drawn my sword once in the past year. And I'll kind of laugh. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, I, I think if he can make me something... And I'll, I'll explain. In casting magic, I will need one free hand to cast spells. And if I'm Carrying a staff or a wand would be most difficult to change between the lightning wand and I'll kind of gesture towards Marius's shield and I'll say our dear friend Marius here has his holy symbol on his shield which frees up the hand for swords and I'll hold my staff up and say I'll need one hand for the staff and one hand to gesture with Mm. understood so a wand would be better I can do that. Yes, thank you. Something waist-mounted with a holster would be fantastic. Perhaps I could add some sort of grip to it, should you like. And what gold do you think this would cost, Slag? I will have to give it some thought. It was all but a fair amount. I will uh, give him 200 gold to get started. And uh, he smiles. take that out of my inventory right now. So 210 left. 
And I will say thank you for the amulet. It's most appreciated. And then I'll walk uh, back to the party. Uh, each of you can add cold weather gear as an item in your inventory. Cold weather gear just makes it so you don't take environmental damage from being in cold areas. Uh, it also gives you advantage to um, survival checks for uh, weather. Awesome. And uh, I will bow and leave Slag's smithing shop. Anyone need anything else before we leave? Actually, yes. Uh, Slag, I n need to uh, trade some currency with you if you have any of those diamonds that I gave you. I'll I need do. some of. The I will need some of those back in order to. They're a component in a very important spell that may come in handy. Um, if I could get two of those diamonds back, uh, approximately 600 gold worth, I can give you the gold cost equivalent. Um, Marius, roll me D100s really quick. Okay. I can do that. I have rolled an 84. Uh, yes, he has two of them for you. Perfect. And he happily exchanges them for gold. He said, I put the rubies to use making the shop. Fantastic. Thank you, good sir. Alright. That is all I have. Let us be on our way. And away you go. You hop in the Prima Vista. Uh, this is a really cool opportunity to show off something that one of my players helped me with this week. Are you guys ready? <gasps> Have I shown this off already? Noise. No, you haven't. I don't think I did. Yeah, as I said, this is a... Uh, so for our audio listeners out there, originally, um, like I had said, Zach and I had put a lot of work in over the last couple of weeks, kind of cleaning up the UI, fixing tokens... Uh, and I kind of tasked the group. I was like, hey, does anybody have the skills to, like, Photoshop this? Kind of asked around. Zach got back to me. Hey, maybe this really cool overlay that actually goes over the town of Vallaki, uh for the altering of what has happened since part of the town has burnt down. You know, they had that incursion of, like, werewolves and undead. Uh, they were trading resources of wood to the town of Kresik. So Zach got in there uh, and put up the lights that Marius put in. Uh, which are these really cool, like, illuminated blue. We got the trench actually put in, the walls put in. There's some detritus for the area that's been destroyed. Part of the wall is still standing in certain parts. Uh, then we went back through and kind of relabeled everything. So anyways, kind of a cool little I love it. thing that'll come in handy at some point. I love it. Thanks, man. You did great. It looks so. excellent. Shazam. Yeah, you guys hop in the Prima Vista. You head south down the old Slavic road. And away you go. Where are we at in this map? You are at like the P? P. Yep. Gotcha. It's definitely not confusing that they made uh, N and P, you know, the area where Vlocky's at, instead of Van Richten's Tower, which, you know, whatever. 
Uh, you stop into the tower to resupply. Van Richten um, kind of gets his personal supplies, um, kind of actually cleaning out the majority of the tower. Um, and he says, what was, all, what was it that you required, or was it Crankless? I'm sorry. We'll need to study just momentarily in your library. You see, in the swamp, one of the forms that I had found in your library, while gargantuan, was not the most intelligent. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he remembers how not apt the Brontosaurus was in, in that situation. And, uh, while the party's resting, I will study and attempt to glean more information from your library. Of course. Uh, he summons the library. Uh, there's books scattered everywhere. Um, those of you who need downtime for something, you can take it, or you can come back and kind of explore the library should you really want to. Uh, it's kind of some more downtime. Ozal, do you kind of do the same thing you did last time with uh, animals and that kind of thing? Yeah, I'm looking for beast forms. More more okay. beast forms, so yes. All right, sorry, I'm pulling new tokens over since... Uh, oops, not two Marius's. Since we have new tokens... Okay. Uh, yeah, he redirects you to the same part of the library, kind of explains the same rules about how long it's open. Uh, you resummon your sirs that kind of act as Magnus, and they begin to search for you. Um, this time, since you know what you're doing, I'm going to have you roll intelligence. Oh. Intelligence is going to be... 21. 21. You find a couple different things, actually, here. Um, the first thing you run across that you find is the giant crocodile. Um, it is a large reptilian beast. Actually, I think it's... Oh, no, it's a gargantuan beast. Nope, it's definitely huge. I lied. I'm so sorry. Yeah, uh, it is a huge, yeah. It's a huge crocodile. It can hold its breath. It has a bite. It has a tail attack. Um, extremely useful for aquatic situations, though probably not as useful as the Megalodon. Uh, the second thing you run across, big drum roll here, is the giant ape. Let's fucking go. Which you've been waiting <laughs> for. Which is also a huge beast. Uh, and then the last one, or no, I'm sorry, the last two you find are the giant ant. My gosh. I didn't even know that was a thing. Boop. And then part of a giant eagle. Uh, Magnus kind of laughs, and he's like, I, I remember speaking to your mentor about giant eagles and he described something that he called the Arcadian mana hawk uh, which is a beast that he spoke fondly about and had a, a feather in his cap on perhaps we could twist part of this giant eagle into being something that no longer exists anymore 
What do you say, Ozal? Are you up for the polymorph challenge? I am. I believe we'll have some time on the road. I think we can work on that. Okay. Um, other than that, anyone else need anything from Van Richten's tower? I think we're good. Um, it, are any of us getting any specific items? Like, I guess, gifted to us or something we can maybe buy? Uh, if there is something that you would like, I can have had Slag potentially have something for you. If there was something specific you had in mind. I think so far we're just gathering information and resupplying Van Richten since he had mentioned he was out of his potions. You could ask Van Richten oh, for items okay. if you need like a potion or something. Yeah, just, um, I guess it would probably be a good idea for at least one of us to have some healing potions because I don't think I have any. Yes. Um... All right, let me pull that table up here. Potion of healing. Um. Yeah, go ahead. How do, how do you ask Van Richten? Roleplay with me, Dee. Excuse me, sir. He looks over to you. Yes. I have an urgent request for some healing potions. Ah. As you say, do, does your kind partake in the consumption of potions? You are the first that I have met of your kind. Normally, we do not. However, I am built for support purposes, and therefore, it would be most beneficial for the group. Hmm. Interesting. Intriguing. I tell you what. I will make you a trade. You can tell me about your species? Build type? I don't know. You're intriguing to me. Tell me about you while we are on the road, and I would be more than willing to give you three superior healing potions. Those are 84 plus 8. Holy shit. This is most agreeable. Okay. Go ahead and add those somewhere on your sheet. And you head out on the road. Uh, the Prima Vista travels quite swiftly, um, especially now that you guys kind of have the lay of the land. Um, the majority of the threats on this side of town uh, have actually been taken care of. I'm sorry, this side of town. On this side of the map have been taken care of. Um, with the exception of Kresik, there is some banditry that kind of takes place over there. Um, but thanks to your new map that has been drawn, you guys are able to find a shortcut through the forest and make two days off of your travel. Bringing you to the mountains. Um, were we going to stop in Argenvoss to drop off the um, the skull quickly? Um, like, since we're by Argenvoss? 
if you would like. What say you burn? I think we just come back with the full skull. All right, then we'll do that. Coming back with the full skull would be a lot cooler. It would be. But save us the I trip. also don't want to leave it. But yeah, I'd rather just get to where we're going. It's on the top of the the Prima Vista. Well, I mean, I, like, I don't want it to get stolen or like. I'll, I'll take my zoom take my hat off and say, well, it is quite heavy. It took all of us plus a brontosaurus to lift it. I think it may be safe here. Okay, well, don't ask me for my opinion, I guess. <laughs> I'm going to ask you to make much, a blood but... oath, and you didn't make the blood oath. Me, so, I mean, you know. <laughs> he's, he's salty. Uh, it really would not be too far out of the way to go to Argonvost Hold. Um, and perhaps if we have to leave the vehicle, I fear that the pass will be too small at some point to actually carry the weight and size of the Prima Vista. And then Richter kind of offers his 10 cents while you guys are driving. Perhaps it is a good idea. You could simply drop it off to the knights and they could, I don't know, do whatever they do with it. Very well. Okay. Uh, you guys make your way south, um, kind of making the full loop here, um, down to Argonvost Hold. Oops. Through the trees, um, there are some rotating guards on the road now that kind of protect shipments from the Wizards of Wine. Uh, you guys are able to caravan with them and some of the shipments of wine uh, until the road splits, at which point you arrive to Castle Argonvost. Um, there are a few revenants kind of hanging out and around. How, what did you do? Burn. What do I do specifically? These are your, like, uh, dragon boys that you're going to be leading at some point. No oh, uh, but we're leaving them here. He's asking, like, as we approach Argonvost. Oh, like, I'm sorry. I thought I thought we were still leaving. That's my fault. Um, I guess... Uh, me and Calibam can, I guess, give them some quick instructions. Or, no, 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 we're arriving. I'm sorry, I still think we're leaving. Um, I, I don't know what to <laughs> I honestly don't know yeah. what to Like, we're just getting here. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I'm willing to be the front line here and just, just leave these guys and just, you know, see what we're coming, coming across here. Yeah, I guess yeah, like no, we line, line them up. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to be the front runner here and see what kind of shit we're getting into. There you go. Well, these are friendlies. Like we're not trying to. Nah, jeez. But, but if we're we're setting up, we're a just defense. here to drop off the skull. We're not doing anything but dropping All off right. the skull, guys. We're just dropping off skulls. Okay. I mean, I, but defense, defense wise. Yeah, I think he's saying line them up and I guess go over strategy. Okay, Ozone, well, you fucking take the Yeah, lead. I, I'm Go sorry. Ahead. I thought I, we were setting up there defense. There are fucking guys. I, I, 
I'm, I'm willing, I thought we were just no, there's marching no, in. There's no defense. We're just dropping off the skull, right? Okay, but there are men, so like, like we could talk to them about what what the pecking order is. Like, who's in charge? Like, who do we give the skull to? Like, do they have like you know the commands? Like, coding? Uh, I mean, they are not yet your disciples. They uh, still kind of, you know, answer to, to Godfrey there. Um, okay, well, then, comes... yeah, let, let's, uh, let me get, ask for Godfrey. Yeah. You there. Uh, uh, damn, what was that guy's name I gave him? Was it Bruce? Oh, shit, I, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> <clears throat> you there. Go get your superior. God, Godfrey off. shows up with, with oh. his contingent of uh, boys, and he says, Welcome back. I was the mighty Argenvoss today. I'm doing pretty good, thanks. We come bearing a gift, or a half, anyway. Oh. It shall be done. He kind of snaps his fingers, and four revenants come walking down the stairs, and he says, My men and I shall hang it in the main hall. When you return with the second half... Let us know. There will be it's quite heavy. Are they going to be able to lift it? <clears throat> we have nothing but time on our hands. Alright. I'd actually really love to see how y'all do it, but we gotta get going. Yeah. We got yeah. another half of a skull to get. The revenants on a take up four sides uh, and just kind of begin like grunting and lifting uh, as much as they can and Sir Godfrey just kind of looks over at them, and he's like, I should probably go assist in that. He kind of walks over as the fifth man, and they, they begin to kind of lift it, get it up off the ground. We have it from here, my lord. And they begin slowly working it across the courtyard, kind of dragging part of it in the dirt. Actually, I'm pretty impressed. <laughs> and eventually get it uh, into the, the stairs uh, and he's like per perhaps I shall grab some sort of rope and pulley system we'll, we'll get it in don't worry about us and they get it kind of off off the cart and part way up the stairs and one guy's like no you gotta you gotta turn it when you go up the stairs you gotta turn it you gotta got pivot like one of the revenants doesn't have a jaw and he's like argh, argh. <laughs> he's like trying to use sign language to talk to him Godfrey's like shut up you're embarrassing me in front of our lord and they're all kind of just like nodding like patiently waiting for you to leave and trying to be as polite as possible before they figure out how the fuck they're going to get it in through the castle but you guys hear that? he called me their lord their, their supposed messiah you know yeah yeah all right Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I was super confused because we got here so fast. I thought we were still, like, in our, like, where our guys are. No, it's fine. You just don't have any encounters on this side of the road yet because you've pretty much taken out all of the larger threats, like I said. Hell yeah. You start heading towards the town of Kresik, I will probably start throwing in more encounters on the road. Uh, but you guys have established a functioning government. You have established uh, guards and train them. You have the Prima Vista, so there's not a lot of small stuff that would even really, you know, be worth stopping for. You could just run over. Um, yeah. 
Yay! Man, we are so cool. Stolas is definitely not there. Sorry, that's old art. I forgot to. I kind of forgot we were coming to Argenvost Hold, so. Okay. Time passes along the road. Um, the ground goes from this kind of loose gravel and dirt into this sliding sheets of ice. Um, the Prima Vista is not super great in the snow. It's something you learn. I mean, it's got six wheels, or four wheels, but uh, it is definitely not four-wheel drive. Along the, uh, the journey, um, I will um, ritual cast Find Familiar and change Vor into a flying snake oh. to prepare for the combat ahead. Snakey. Um, go ahead and zoom out. Who is driving on our trip? Let me ask you that. What uh, what letter I, am I supposed I, to be focused on? I, I could not really drive this cart. As I can see and uh, have experience driving wagons. Okay. If you would please give me one of three checks. Arcana, animal handling, and or the standard dexterity. No survival? No survival. Okay, I'll provide you an animal handling. Or if you have vehicle proficiency, you could make a vehicle land vehicle proficiency check. On the off chance you have it. I would say I would as of Estani, but that's just me. But I will uh, make your animal handling check for you. Okay. I have rolled a 14. 14. That is enough. Um... At the point where we are on the map now, you've headed sla um, south, the Slavic woods. It has slowly been inclining as you are winding through um, these mountainside cliffs. The road's getting narrower and narrower and narrower as you guys get closer to the pass. Uh, the weather shifts completely. Uh, you're now considered high altitude. The weather has dropped to well below freezing. And you are able to make it through the first leg of the pass. Um, it strikes you kind of actually, as you guys get about here, that when you reach the right side of this mountain, kind of coming around the edge of the pass, you can see the majority of Barovia. The water as it kind of cascades down through, um, the different peaks and valleys and mountains, the lake, the different parts of the woods, and then the castle kind of silhouetted in the moonlight far from you. Uh, the wind is extremely powerful up here. So give me one more check, Marius, if you're going to drive the second leg before we arrive to the pass. Even better this time, as I am cautiously driving this cart up this mountainside. I rolled a 22. Perfect. Yeah, you were able to make it kind of up through the starting area of the pass where you were, and then back down. Um, on your descent... The weather takes a turn for the worst and begins to um, borderline have a full whiteout, um, which kind of delays you for a day. Thank you for your portent roll, Uzal. Do you have any um, snow ambiance for us or no? I don't. I, you know, I was really trying to, to get some ambiance up there, but that's okay. We are uh, switching gears here because we are headed into the pass itself. So let me switch the map over. And then pull tokens on the board. 
and we should be good to go. For, for the audio edit, can you set? Are we are we in a blizzard? Is it just like yes? That's snow? exactly like, what I was getting okay. ready to describe. Thank you. That was just rudely interrupted by the. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yes. So as you are descending across the river uh, and into the pass. The snow becomes, like, thick. It's full wide out. Your visibility goes from several hundred feet, Marius, even at night, uh, to being literally 60, 70 feet in front of the cart. Kringlis. Well, um, I will need to make sure that we slow this down a bit, then. And then let me bring my vista... As you approach this cliffside, kind of um, with these mountains, burn. Uh, do you want to pull Vor on, new Vor, if you don't mind? Yep. Uh, give me one second. There we go. All right. And let us do this one. Nope, wrong one. I'm so sorry. There's our ambiance. Is that too quiet? Yeah, I can't hear that at all. Okay, let me turn it up a little bit. There we go. There we go. Handouts. Side view. Show to players. Show to everyone. Damn, it's like one of the most beautiful songs ever. You get to... Well, I'm going to butcher this. Solinka Pass. Solinka Pass? That's what I was thinking. I was like, the T T's probably silent. Uh, yes, it's this gravel road that hugs the edge of Mount Gacchus. Uh, and the road itself is actually crumbling and eroding down the hill to the point to where that when you guys get to the gates of the pass, uh, you have to stop the Prima Vista permanently. Um, this is about as far as you can go with this vehicle, you think. Um... There's just lengthy switchbacks backs along Mount Gacchus. The air grows colder. Um, there's this kind of, this snow is thicker as you see these tall, looming walls in front of you. Go ahead and hit, uh, zoom in on that if you don't mind. Um, there are these two huge gates with this portcullis that is currently down on the pass. Hmm. You are... Oh, go ahead. This is closed off to us currently. Um, does it look like there's any way to raise this gate from here? That's a very interesting question, Marius. Um, so each of these squares is 10 feet. Um, there's a shelf on each side and a gatehouse, uh, kind of right here. The walls of the gatehouse are 30 feet high. Uh, the adjoining walls are about 20 feet high, and they have these spikes across them. Um, part of the gate is crumbling, um, 
and there are these demonic visages of these creatures kind of sticking off the roof themselves. Um. Yes. Can I? Hmm. And does, the, okay, uh, this this guard tower. Does it look like the same architecture as Strahd's castle, or is this? Does this look more like a Barovian, Vallaki? They say there's like a guardhouse, guard tower. Do yeah, we know looks, like whose tower this would be? It looks very much the same kind of aesthetic or build um, as Castle Ravenloft. Uh, it's very gothic inspired. There's kind of this green witch light kind of playing uh, across the backside of the portcullis. Uh, but yeah, you would assume that it's probably was an old like guard tower uh, for the pass itself for invaders or that kind of thing. Um, I'd like to, um, if I can, uh, ritual cast, uh, let me see, detect magic. You said there was like a green glow on this yeah, door. Or is it behind the portcullis or, or it is the portcullis that's glowing green? It's almost as if the arch of the portcullis itself is giving off the glow. It's kind of this ethereal glow. The fog kind of begins to roll up the mountainside and actually constricts your view to being where anything that's going down or up is now fog kind of along the edges here of the road. Okay. Does the detect magic uh, go off? And if it does, um, is there any magic that's detected? Um, why don't you give me... Um, An Arcana check, super quick. Yep. Uh, Arcana check is a 22. I'm rolling really good today. Okay. You, as your detect magic goes off, you get the sense that if you were to cast Dispel Magic on this curtain of fire that is kind of wreathing across the top of the archway, uh, you think it's some sort of, like, trap. Um, and you probably would be close enough at this point since you are detecting magic on it, and I think it only has a range of 10 feet, uh, to see uh, that. Yes, yeah, 30 feet. Um, oh, sorry. No, okay. Um, but yes, you think that if you were to cast detect magic, on, or uh, I'm sorry, not detect magic, dispel magic, that you could dispel this effect. Okay. Um, I think Marius asked, asked earlier, but does there appear to be any, any way for us to disable this in any other means? Is there like a... A lever or there okay. are no levers they are sheer walls uh that handout that i gave you kind of was a really good example it's it's literally castle walls with these two kind of griffin statues actually zoom out just a little bit and to the right uh and there's kind of a good explanation of what it looks like on the map oh okay yeah that's, right that's Sorry. great okay um oh shit i got lost in this map that's okay it's oh, there a we little go. janky down okay. right there yeah. yep okay um well, I will, uh... Oh, actually, no, I don't know if I can. Oh, no, I can't do that, actually. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll cast uh, Dispel Magic at third level. Uh, using a, a spell slot. Uh, choose one creature, object, or magical effect within range. Any spell of third level or lower on the target in. So in this case, the uh, the green witch, witch bolt, witch fire. Uh, 
do I need to make a roll for that? Uh, the DC equals 10 plus the spell's level on a successful check. Um, so, yes. Okay. Uh, in this case, you just want me to roll D20, add 9. Yes. Okay, D20, add 9 is a 15, which is a 24. Yes, it does dispel the effect. Um, let's see, it's 120 feet, so are you casting it from like your 30 feet away where you had stated? Or are you actually coming closer to the portcullis, I guess is my, my question. Um, I mean, I guess right here would be fine. Okay, yeah. You you get within range, and you can really make out these gargoyles okay. up top. Uh, the gargoyles themselves, their eyes begin to kind of glow red as you come within the 10-foot range of this uh, portcullis, and the portcullis begins to descend on its own. Uh, and then you cast the spell, and, it, and as the portcullis is going down, the fire is kind of coming with it, um, almost like... Like, you know in the movies when, like, they're trying to get out through a loading bay and the loading bay door is closing? The green curtain of fire is what's closing as the portcullis comes down. It comes all the way down, you dispel the fire, and the pass is open. We must be quick, and I will, uh, uh, I guess cross the fire? Of course. Would anyone like to cross with me? You dispelled it, right? Yep. Yeah, but isn't it... Don't we have so much time to do it, right? Don't know. Let's go. I don't know. I don't want to sit here and wait and waste another spell slot, so... Yeah. Um, by the time that everyone gets through, probably 60 seconds pass, as you're like, go, 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 go! Um, as soon as they pass, <laughs> the fire relights from the other side, creating a barrier of green fire as you hear the portcullis <laughs> closed. <laughs> Then Rickton made the cross as well, too, correct? Oh, yes. I haven't pulled his token on. Sorry, I was narrating. I just wanted um, to make sure. Well, that was most have... convenient. <laughs> it was. Um, Van Rickton said, I don't like the look of this bewitching place. Alucard, stay with the cart. And Alucard will stay with the cart. Okay. As you venture um, forward, yes. This terrain, would it be suitable for horses, or is this like... No, not... yeah, I'm getting ready to describe that here right now, actually. Okay, I was going to say, if, Man, if it would make it easier... No, sorry, it's I was okay. going to say, if if it would make it easier, I could cast some steeds for us, but... You know, if it's you know if it's not really even a horse could walk it, then I won't waste the time. It's almost as if the weather itself is against you. Like Circa, you know, Gandalf trying to make the, the pass... Uh, the snow is falling at a extremely fast rate. At this point, it is currently up to your knees as you are trudging through it. Thankfully, you have cold weather gear, so you're not really at risk for you know getting hurt or anything. Uh, but as you cross through and the the fire lights, the gargoyles themselves rotate. Then um, you can hear the stone on stone kind of grinding as they rotate in and watch each person walk through. And then as you get to the other side, the gargoyles instead of facing down. Uh, west or south on your your photo, they are now facing north, almost as if they are watching you as you enter this place. It seems to me mechanical, almost as if some sort of whatever magic in these um, gargoyles is turning, but you can actually see the snow shift and fall off of them as they turn to watch you. Um, to your right, as you trudge through the deep snow here, um, this snow currently is about three feet up to your knees. 
the deeper snow over here is six to eight feet. Uh, Vin Richard will kind of poke his cane at it. Um, it is extremely treacherous. Do you think that going into it could cause you to slip and potentially fall all the way down the mountain? Which would not be good for any of you. Because each of these, while each square is 10 feet, each of the triangle outlines heading down is 50 feet. So if you fall, you're going to fall and tumble and potentially die. To your right is a guard tower uh, that has a this kind of iron-bound wood door um, that is closed on it. Have we made it to... Is this this the Ember Temple here? This is not the Ember Temple, says Vindrichten. So this is Tuscaloosa Pass. It is a older border from when Strahd was taking over the Valley of Barovia. It served as essentially a garrison for his men as they were coming in and out to conquer the valley. Well, let's take a look inside this uh, this tower then before we continue our trek through this mountainside. Okay, Maurice. Go ahead. Um, how would you go, like to check it out? I'll go and step up to the door here and take a look at it. Is this door uh, sealed, locked, trapped in any way? Uh, are you searching, actively searching for traps? I will be, yes. Alright, go ahead and give me an investigation check, if you don't mind. No perceptions? Uh, I mean, you could, if you're just doing, like, a quick once-over, yes, you can roll perception. Um, uh, 27 perception. Oh, you don't actually, you know, on a quick glance, find any traps. Uh, but what you do notice is that there are th three floors to this, or, you know, two floors and a roof. Uh, that also have a bunch of gargoyles up top. Um, kind of uh, scattered out through it. Are they similarly staring at us and shifting around like the other ones on top of they, the gate? They are not. Let me pull off the, uh, the dynamic lighting here so you can see what I'm talking about. Boop. Boop. Um, and I can come back to GM layer. I'm going to borrow Vor for two seconds here. Yep, go ahead. So if you want to zoom out just a little bit, you should be able to kind of... Oh, keep going. It'll be out into the top right. Oh, yeah, there we go. There, you can make out the, the separate layers. So this would be the second floor, right here. Um, and then this would be the roof. Uh, to, to finish your question, Marius, yes, the door is stuck. Uh, it appears to be uh, kind of frozen shut. You think with enough force, you probably, like with an athletics check, you could probably force it open if you wanted to get inside. Could I firebolt the, the ice to melt it? You know what? I really, I love everything about that. Um... You could deal enough damage to destroy the door, yes. However, if you were to heat the door, you probably could make an athletics check easier. Okay. Um, can I brute force it open? Say, I you think can. we have a, a big, strong dragonborn that can just make his way through the door. Yeah, that way Ozal's not wasting like spells or anything. Yeah, I wouldn't trip. mind giving. I wouldn't mind smashing this thing. I appreciate the sentiment, though, Burn. Um. Caliban, 
Let's have your great strength here. Or if yes. need be, I can help him too. Yeah, I, uh, you know, Burn, you could help too and assist and give him advantage on his athletics check. Okay. Uh, I appreciate or, your help. Or, if you uh, want to show off, you can just, you can do you. Uh, I'll take uh, Big Thick Burn's uh, <laughs> help on this one. <laughs> Love it. Okay. And uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's smash this baby. Let's uh, d- uh, let's uh, you know double fist this fist this bad boy. Dude, get, go to Pound Town. Let's go, my guy. Hell yeah! Oh, oh God, do you need a check from me or just have him? Oh, I need to do a strength nope. roll, or you can make a athletics check at advantage. Sweet, because you were being assisted by Burn. And if you want to move tokens up or whatever is that? Wow, 27! 27. Caliban, describe to me how you obliterate this door. Well, you know, you, you uh, cock back and uh, ready to unload. Let's fucking smash. Big overhand. Right. Uh, I, I, I don't want to sound sexual, but right, right, right you know. <laughs> Right in the goods. Let's go. Let's crack it open. You know, for a barbarian of your kind, I think it is kind of sexual. Um, it always just, is, baby. You stumble in. <clears throat> the door was barred. And literally, as you throw your shoulder into it, it goes from being this solid banded, like iron-bounded wood into just being toothpicks across the floor as it shatters and <clears throat> the door falls. Well done, Caliban. In this room. <laughs> yeah, well done. There are three windows, uh, north, northeast, and southeast on your map. There's a staircase headed up and a hearth on the east wall. How would you like to proceed? Kranglis, since you have been quiet. Yeah, uh, Kranglis is um, generally unbothered by the cold, so um, despite that, he steps inside and... Uh, kind of inspects the space. Yeah. Is there anything unusual about this room? Uh, a little bit. Uh, Zach, if you want to go over just a tab, if you don't mind, you can get the whole room there. Uh, yeah, there is this uh, cold hearth on this side. Then um, kind of the wind is like rushing. Now the door's open, like up and through it. It's making this hauntly, like hallowed sound. Um, as you hear it just rushing through that, there's a 20 foot tall stone staircase. Um, and it's kind of, if you were to walk up it, you think you can get to the next floor. And then three windows. Hmm. Observation this space has been abandoned for quite some time. Abandoned? Well, do do we think it's uh, worthwhile to search this place, or or how long have we been traveling on the road today? Maybe we can take shelter in here. So it's been two days uh, for you to get to this point. It would have been four uh, had you not taken Mordenkind's tip. Ew. So, and it is currently <laughs> evening, and it is snowing. Uh, thick blanket of fog kind of rolls across the mountain. That's about uh, it. Um, would it be a good time for a short rest? In terms of like our adventuring day thus far? If like, are we, are we at that risk of exhaustion, I guess? Because usually when it gets um, cold at night, it's think, much worse. Well, I can uh, I can create a comfortable space for us to sleep in with uh, my Lehman's tiny hut spell I can prepare. 
I think this we area can... would, would be good to use it then, and then we can actually take and extend the rest in there. I'll step in and begin ritual casting Liaman's Tiny Hut, the domain spell from the Twilight Domain. A 10-foot radius immobile dome of force springs into existence around and above you and remains stationary for the duration. The spell ends if you leave its area. Nine creatures of medium size or smaller can fit inside the dome with you. The spell fails if its area includes a large creature or more than nine creatures. Creatures and objects within the dome when you cast the spell can move through it freely. All other creatures and objects are barred from passing through it. The spells and other magical effects cannot extend through the dome or be cast through it. The atmosphere inside this space is comfortable and dry, regardless of the weather outside. Until the spell ends, you can con command the interior to become dimly lit or dark. The dome is opaque from the outside of, of any color you choose, but is transparent from the inside. Awesome. That is can legit. we uh, cast that towards the front of the door to prevent the snow from coming in? So we're not we snowed in? We very well could. You awesome. Alternatively, if you cast it in the middle of the room, essentially it would do the same thing. But that, oh, yeah. It, it okay, totally that's what I was... Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. You guys take a short rest, uh, probably about four hours at this point, kind of waiting for the snow to wake up, um, slow down. Um, at this point in time, not a lot is happening. I thought that we would take a, a long rest to make it through the morning. Oh, that's fine. You guys can long rest. Yeah. Uh, in that case, then yes, you, you make it through the night as it keeps snowing and snowing and snowing. Uh, the early peaks of day kind of come out. Uh, the only thing you hear is something kind of roaming the outer area of this path in the snow. Singular being or creature. Um... And that's about halfway through the night. And that's about it. Uh, Cody, while we're um, long resting, I just want to give her a cast a spell. Can can the spell, or can we move through this dome and then come back in and out of it? Uh, all creatures and objects pass through it. Pass through it. Yes. Uh, can move okay. freely. Can move freely. Um, uh, sorry, go ahead. Um... You know what? Actually, I can't do that. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Sorry. I had a uh, an item, I think, that requires attunement, so I'd like to do that um, while we take our long rest. Of course. Uh, um, which item are you which? The Boots of the Winding Path. Nice. Do you want to read off to the group and our viewers uh, as Absolutely. to what that does? Uh, item, a pair of boots requires attunement. While wearing these boots, a creature can teleport up to 15 feet as a bonus action to an unoccupied space the creature can see. The creature must have occupied that space at some point during the current turn. Oh, cool. That's way cool. So you get like a free teleport backward for anywhere you have walked during that turn. <coughs> Make you a little bit more mobile. That's pretty legit. Yeah, I thought so too. Uh, yeah, other than that, uh, the, the night is quiet. 
day begins to break, and kind of since you're up a little bit higher, uh, it is still kind of misty Barovia. The snow has let up a little bit, so it's not howling quite as hard. The wind's not quite as bad. Um, there's a little bit more light up here than normal that you would see in kind of the valleys of Barovia. Um, but again, it is muted sunlight, so it's not anything beautiful or of what you're used to from your own planes. And you may venture forward for your day. Is there anything up, up the stairs at all? Yeah, I mean, there's snow-capped stairways if you'd like to go up them and explore more of the tower. Anyone else have interest in continuing up, or should we continue along the road? I'm sorry, you said up the tower or up the town? Up the tower. Uh, sure, we're in here. Okay, yeah. Uh, you climbed the 20 feet up the stone stairs. Let me teleport y'all across. Something like that. Uh, up and to the right, Zach. Um, you get up the stairs. For Uber. Um, there's kind of this upper tower level, and it's basically an icebox up here. So I'm going to have each of you make dexterity saving throws as you get to the top of the stairs. Sure. Don't they all get advantage if I'm with them? Uh, I don't think it's advantage. They get to add your charisma modifier. Oh, oh okay. Marius Rodari with critical fail. Marius uh, has rolled a natural one. On his dexterity saving, though. Um, your your charisma is five, right, Dean? Bonus? It is... Or is four. It four. Okay, I got a 14. Yeah, it's a four. Marius got a five. Uh, Marius got a critical failure. <laughs> Plus four. Yes. Krangless with a 25. Um... Burn Dawnbringer with a 21, Ozal with a 14, and Marius Rodari with a 5. Uh, I have a question. Of course. Could I use Flash of Genius to help Marius? Uh, what does Flash of Genius do? Tell us and the viewers. Uh, I'll read it. I don't know if it's relevant, but... Um... Flash of Genius, you've gained the ability to come up with solutions under pressure when you or another creature you can see within 30 feet makes an ability check or a saving throw. You can use your reaction to add your intelligence modifier to the roll. You can use this feature a number of times equal to your intelligence modifier minimum of once. You regain you all expended uses when you finish a long rest. You can use that to help Marius. What is your uh, modifier? Uh, let's see. Where are you? Intelligence. Uh, my intelligence is a 19. Okay, so it'd be plus four. Uh, plus four. So his five becomes a nine, which unfortunately is still not enough to save him. Uh, Marius, as you get to the top and slip back down the stairs, taking... Wait, yeah. that was also with my plus four? Yep. Damn, that's one, one whole point of damage. <laughs> wow, look all that for a point of damage. Oh, oh that for a drop, drop of blood. blood. That hurts. Hey. Uh, uh, Caliban rolled a 22. I, I just rolled it for you. Yeah, plus 
four is yeah, 26. twenty-six. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> can his wings catch him? Though? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay. You you definitely fall. There is a ladder here though to go to the next floor. Yep, there is a rusted iron ladder bolted to the floor in the ceiling that leads to a, a wooden trap door mounted above the hearthstone. Is a dire wolf's head with wind coming down the chimney that howls. Ooh. Well, isn't that fancy? Burn, Caliban, can you open this trap or uh, this door? I can I'm give feeling it a shot. I was gonna say I'm feeling cock strong. I I'm willing to give it a shot also. Alright, you go. I'm gonna see if you can get two in a row. Okay. You climb up the ten foot ladder, Caliban, and brace yourself on it. Go ahead and give me strength athletics to see if you can push the roof plus all the snow and the ice that's kind of covering this uh trapdoor. Oh, I gotta stretch it back out real quick on that one. I see what we got here. Sixteen. Oh. Sixteen is not enough to get through the door. I might need my I might need my big uh, Brutus beefcake. And friend Burn to uh, help me on this one. I don't think we could both be on the ladder though. You could be his ladder. You are tall enough that you could hold his feet while you push with Caliban's body. If okay. you want to pull some crazy hijink shit. Yeah, that, I guess we could try that. What do I need to roll? Uh, um, you just give me athletics uh, check. As long as you roll above 10, you can hold Caliban. Caliban, go ahead and roll athletics at advantage. So roll it twice and take the higher result. 16 is enough to hold him burn. Damn it, hold on, close the window. It'll be under the skills section, Mark. Okay, okay. I, I close roll 20, 20 again, I'm sorry. <sighs> Why are you closing roll 20? What is it? I have no Cody? fucking idea. Athletic, Athletic check. Hold, no, no, I got it. Hold on, it's up here. 23. Hey! Becomes a 27. That's gotta be it. That is enough. You, <laughs> you push Caliban up and through uh, as he pushes back. The snow falls off as the trapdoor shakes kind of the tower as it hits some snow falls on you but the way is now clear Caliban, you climb up the rest of the way yeah let's go let's see what's behind the, uh, door number one alright Caliban, you climb up uh, the 10 foot tall there are the rooftop so there are 10-foot-tall, gold-plated statues that stand atop the battlements, facing outward. Each one depicts a female human knight holding a lance. The cloud and, or excuse me, the cloud and wind kind of stir the snow around you in a cyclone formation, under which you can see human-clad skeletons in rusted mail that have become frozen to the top of the tower. Oh my goodness! Are these uh, are these uh, humans f frozen alive? Yeah, they're they are dead. Oh goodness! Can't trust these females. <laughs> but they are they are they are gold plated statues. Is there any way to remove yeah. any of this gold? 
Uh, why don't you go up and roll investigation on one? Nice. I'd Marius, like to do you, that as well. Are you joining the party, Marius? Perfect. Uh, Van Richten will come up. Go ahead and place yourself in the tile in which the one you are investigating. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, I would love to I steal some of this 16. female gold. 16. Kringlis. Uh, how did you get a 16? You rolled a 12, and you're not close enough for burns plus 4. Oh. I thought it was be, just Each of these squares is perimeter. 10 feet. Oh, I see. Okay, then a 12. Okay. Kringlis got an 11. I got an 11. 11. Okay. Anybody else investigating? I'm investigating. Hold on a second. Burn got a 10. 10. Well, I got an 11, but it's a minus one. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm not good at investigating. Okay. I need each of you to make a constitution saving throw for those of you who are investigating these statues. A five. Uh, legitimately, my my character was over by the door. I I was doing like general, like around the area, not a specific statue, but I, I could still do it. Because someone just moved my token over there. It was literally by this door. Do you want me to still do it? I was, like, looking around the floor or whatever. But I can still do it. I don't want to feel like I'm cheating. Okay, what are the results of these saves, Cody? Is he you are mute? On mute. He's on oh, mute. Oh, okay, because, uh, yeah, I was, like, waiting for an answer. Cody? Fuck, dude. I'm so sorry. I was <laughs> muted. Um, yes, so you guys are investigating these statues. As you do so, Ozol, you reach out uh, to kind of investigate because it's an active searching skill kind of brushing snow off the maiden turns and looks at you ozal with this menacing glare and touches you with the tip of her lance you have to succeed on a dc 10 constitution saving throw uh, or the target's hit point maximum is reduced by the amount equal to the damage taken this reduction lasts until the creature finishes a long rest if the target dies from this effect it's minimum it's hit points maximum drop to zero you take she's, 12 damage and she's making health. an attack roll against me no you touched her it is an active effect called life drain Cody, did you hear what i said yes i heard what you said you were searching from a distance yeah i wasn't like specifically out of statue yep. so do I still the only it? people um Krangless okay passed ozal's the only one that failed <clears throat> i thought it was like a general like looting like we were just looking around Oh, Can I goodness. luck roll that? <laughs> <laughs> this is post-result, my guy. Okay, so what happens? You take 12 points of damage, and for the day, your hit point total is reduced by 12. Oh, shit. It's like, uh, like Malekith, dude. <laughs> yes, black sir. Blade. A little black blade. Holy shit. Oh, you hate to and, with that, and with black that, breath. we enter combat. Oh, no. Is that cold damage <laughs> that I've taken? Um, technically, yes, but the life drain effect is 
the total amount taken. So if you have resistance to cold somehow, or something like that... I think you said we had advantage on cold checks because of the survival gear. That is for environmental damage, my guy. Oh, fun. All right. Uh, Ozal, do you want to read off the uh, results? What the hell? I just double-clicked my token. It's saying there's no valid uh, target. Let's try that again. Oh, there we go. Uh, Marius has a 12.1 or uh, Burn has a 4. Ozal has a 23. Kranglis has an 18. The Snow Maidens have a 19, but theirs didn't show up yet. And, uh, Caliban, we need your initiative still. My bad. Uh, 19 for Caliban. Or, uh, 21 for Caliban, sorry. I'll take that. Gosh dang it. I hit roll again and it reset my whole... Go ahead and roll again, but add in your, uh... Why are my snow maidens not? Uh, oh, I don't have one selected. That's fucking why. Gosh dang it. Uh, Struggle bus sent today, boys. I apologize. What the heck? It did it again. I don't. I don't. I'm double clicking this token, and it's like saying it's not registering the the roll. Okay, that, that's. Marius, what was your first roll? It has been adjusted. I had a 12.1. Oh, perfect. I can't keep my nat 20. No, you can... Oh, no. Sorry, man. <laughs> it was a 4. My original one was a 4. <laughs> <laughs> four yeah, what Kill a waste of a point. <laughs> I know. Shouldn't that... I mean, it says your fault, Cody. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally. Cody, you know. this, uh, this snow maiden that's... Between me and Van Richten, is it is it supposed to be here or is it now? Oh, it should the be there. Yes, I actually okay. probably dragged it. Uh, okay, I was like, I'm in a very each. precarious situation right now. Yep. Oh my God! Roll twenty. Why are you doing this to me? Do we have battle ambiance though? Okay. Has everybody adjusted their uh, original? It's a Caliban. Uh, I think so. Yes. yes. Caliban got a twenty-one on his first roll. Uh, I adjusted mine to my first roll. I think, yeah, I think everyone's good. Perfect. Um, let me... Descending order... Those are the wise. You are the first to take a turn in combat. Okay, now these snow maidens, are they animated now? Or are they, like, still just on their statue base? They have... Their eyes begin to glow as the otherworldly gold begins to melt off of them, and they turn into this fully crystallized ice. Uh, the gold dissipates as it touches the snow, turning into just kind of this flurry of powder on the ground. As one is within distance of you. Not that I okay. don't want to fight, but are we sure that's the only way I mean, way they life-drained me already, bro. I'm fighting, bro. Fuck this bitch. Okay. Okay, uh, I'm going to bonus action telekinetic to push her off the tower. <laughs> nice. <laughs> she has this... Uh, let me double check the saving throw here. 
Uh, strength saving throw. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna give her a. I'll, I'll let her roll. I'll let her roll. A one. A one. She falls off the tower. However, I don't know. We'll we'll see what you think about this. There are some condition immunities to this creature, being that they are part of the tower. Oh come on! I know, man. I'm sorry. Uh, they cannot be grappled. They cannot be grappled. I'm not grappling them. They cannot be put prone, restrained, or conscious, and they are technically part of the tower. Um, I rolled a one for strength, but technically I'm affixed to the base. Let's try this, because I I, I like where your head's at, and I don't want to say no. Roll me... Rule of Cool Arcana. Let's see if you can break the statue off the base. Oh, I love everything about it. Uh, oh 23. Oh, 23. <laughs> Why is With your kinetic... On? That's okay. We'll take it. Sorry. With your kinetic, this one time, Ozol, you, uh, Rule of Cool, you push this maiden off the tower uh, oh, as it goes falling it. down 40 feet. Please roll me... <laughs> oh, I love it! Roll me 4d6. 4d6 is 16. <laughs> 16 points of damage. Uh, I'm going to say it's enough to kill it. It only... Yeah, we'll say it's enough to kill it. Oh, it falls and crumbles, it. breaking across the ground. I love The other snow maidens kind of hiss and snarl at you, saying that there is no purpose for you to be here, mortals. Caliban. Oh, whoa, 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 What, do you have something else? That was bonus action. Oh, sorry. How dare you? Those are the wise. Uh, I'm going to move back uh, <laughs> so I don't get smashed by these other snow maidens. Now, is Vor Now, hold on. In... Where were you? Where were you? I was here. I was looking okay. at this statue here. So, here's the tricky thing about this fight and why so many people have died up here. If you move, the snow maiden to your right gets an opportunity to attack at you with her lance. Oh, because the lance is 10 feet reach or what? Yes. How many people have died up here? Uh, well, there were at like least bodies here. six bodies. Oh, there were? I completely missed that. Okay, um, I'm going to cast... Uh, dra- well... Hmm. I guess I'm very confused. Okay, so if Vor moves here, does Vor get opportunity to attack from that one, correct? Uh, Vor has flyby. Oh, he does. That's right. Okay, so then, yeah, uh, I'm going to cast Dragon's Breath. That's a level 2 spell, and uh, I will select... It's a bonus action to cast. You've already used your bonus action. Oh, it turn. is a bonus action. You're right. You're right. Okay, I won't do that. Um, I'm going to... Oh, you can't do that. No, that's fine. Uh, I'm going to uh, Firebolt the Snow Maiden to my right. Firebolt for 18. 18 hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Uh, damage would be 7. And uh, seven. fire damage. It takes half damage. Oh, interesting. Oh. Interesting. Can you ping which one you were talking about again? Sorry, I was uh, this one here? Uh, something else. Interesting that an ice creature takes half fire half damage. Half fire damage. I was thinking the same thing. Interesting. 
very interesting. I'm glad I didn't do Dragon's Wrathfire. That would have been a waste. Um, also, apparently Kringlis is not in the initiative order for some reason. Uh, they had an 18, though. Uh, yeah, let me... Here, I will take care of that. And that will be... Um, my turn. <laughs> All right. Uh, Caliban, your turn. I was, uh, glad to see Ozol, uh, test this bitch out. And, uh, she only took, uh, half... Half of the fire damage. So I will begin to rage... And this, uh, the South Maiden here. Yeah. I will attack with Winter's right. Howl. If Moving. fire doesn't do it. Oh, nat 20? Let's go! Nat Let's 20, go. baby! Roll that Let's shit, baby! Go. Let's go! You want the good news or the bad news? Oh, it's always good. It's all good news. Hit uh, me. The good news is, is you... <laughs> You deal standard damage because it has resistance to your attack, and it does not take cold damage. But you hit. That is your good news. Can he roll on the critical roll hit table? He can roll on the critical hit table brought to us by our friends over at Reddit. Nice. Um, go ahead and roll me D100's Calamban so you can get a different effect here for these creatures. Nice. Uh uh, so man. in this case, it would just take the 21 slashing, not the 4 ice damage? Uh, in this case, it would take the 2 rage damage and the 9 slashing. Um, so for 11 points of damage. I see. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And then let's see. Uh, Mark, on the left-hand side, there is a, a dice button. Uh, just go down and click D100s. If he needs me to do it, I got it. Also, shout 19. out to the 11 people watching. You guys are great. We got Toy Mafia, Vintage Rebellion, Paul Schreiber. Got our asses kicked right now. Okay. Critical weapon hit table. 19. Um, oh, that's critical fail. I was like, that doesn't make any... F why, what is happening? <laughs> uh, melee, you take to me. Oh, that's <laughs> You're going to love this, Caliban. Uh, you are aggressive in your attack as a bonus action, or if you have taken one, a free action. You may make a special shove attack. So, the rules for shove, essentially, is you get to make a melee, um, you get to make an athletics check to push this creature. So, okay. go ahead and roll athletics, um, and I'm just going to set a DC instead of rolling against you since I'm a construct. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I will let you know, uh, let's see, um, what you get. So, Ozal, uh, if you want to hit the athletics for Mark, since Mark is a... Uh, yeah, he just came back here. Yeah, I, I okay. just came back. I'm so sorry. My That's okay. I'll be calling my internet provider tomorrow. I'm so sorry, guys. No 27. Worries. 27. You, so your attack lands. It deals a little bit of damage, chipping away at these, you know, maidens made of pure ice. Uh, as you do, enraged, you push the ice maiden off the tower. <laughs> and she goes... <laughs> oh, That's not too good! That's what you get! 
deck. Let's go. Well done. Um, I believe you have two attacks, so you can move and attack another maiden if you'd oh, like. Come get this oh. one, Mark. Come get this one, baby. The one by you, baby? Time to oh, bring it on home. Here. Uh, it's only let's see five. How much? Ten, how much can I move? It's, it's, still it's fifteen attack. feet. You you can move around the whole tower pretty much. You have okay, forty yeah. feet of movement. I think. Oh, you got me there. All right. All right. Let let's get another attack, baby. Kill half my snow maidens before I even get to attack. <laughs> That's the beauty of initiative, baby. Man. I'm so salty about that that twelve HP. That's, that's I'm out here. Okay. I'm all about slaughtering maidens, my man. Hit me All with right, that dude, winter's go, howl, baby. Winter's howl. Let's go. Fourteen to hit. Uh, that sucks. hits. Hey. Um, Seventeen slashing and two rage. It takes eleven points of damage because it's got a little bit of resistance there. Uh, Run it down by one, brings you to uh, nine plus two for rage is eleven. Unfortunately, it's immune to the ice. Sorry, my guy. Uh, but That's two right. really big, solid hits. Well done, guys. Good job, fucking Caliban. Way to go. And you used your bonus action, and you moved Caliban. Is there anything else you'd like to... I mean, you, can't, you don't really have anything else you can do. You can move, but you trigger an opportunity attack. Oh, I'm just going to puff... I'm going to puff out my chest, and, and I'm, I'm fucking ready to go again. So Nice, dude. Let's go. Uh, the Snow Maidens will go. Um, let's see. Get my measuring tool out here. Nope, I don't want to drag you. Come on. Oh, my turn order is in the way. That's what's throwing me off here. So I can hit you. I can hit you. I can hit you. And I can hit y'all. Okay. Marius, burn... Caliban and Crankless. I'm going to make one attack each on y'all. And we'll see where it goes. So, for the two of... Let's say Marius and Burn. I want you guys to make constitution saving throws, please. Crankless and Ozol. Actually, Crankless and Mark. Um, Caliban. I'm going to attempt to hit you. Uh, 19 <coughs> to hit you, Crankless. Marius, don't forget you got my plus four. Roger, that. Are, are they attacking us, or are we making a Constitution saving throw from a spell effect? From the spell effect, from the uh, the life drain. Okay. <sighs> oh no. Okay, burn. That's still. Technically, I haven't even attacked them. Why are they attacking me? <laughs> I legit was only going to, like, bring up my shield and not attack them. It's okay. Um, <laughs> it's Barovia, baby. Everything's trying to kill us. Crinkless, You're not is, wrong. Your, is your armor class is 16, so 19 to hit you. You take 16 points of damage, uh, 15 piercing, 1 cold. Um, Mark, your does armor... A, does a oh, robot actually take old damage? It does. I know it doesn't make a lot of sense, but mechanically, Lame. you don't have resistance. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, robots could get, or machines could get cold and not work. Yeah, man, it jams your gears, my guy. Yeah. Um, so he takes 16 points See, of damage. Six, yep. Okay. Uh, 16. One six. 
Um, the lance whew, goes to to hit you, Calamban, but you you've already experienced a couple of these maidens. You know what's coming, so you're able to definitely dodge out of the way. Uh, two lances. One flies by your your head there, Marius. Uh, and you have a seventeen, and it shoo, you're able to dodge out of the way. Oh no, that's actually modified with the plus four already. No, the seventeen no? oh, the total with, with the addition. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, you're good. Uh, and burn. Whew. Does that aura count for you? Will you reread that to me? Um. I it, his don't. yes, his adds. It in, does count for him because if, if you look at it, he's got a nine to his Constitution saving throw. Okay, so it's already been added in. So you technically fail then. Um, the lance touches you, uh, dealing twenty-three points of damage. See, why is it making attack rolls though? Is my question. That is a really good. I think that's the way the ability is put in here. Let me look. Because if it's a, because I think the the life drain portions, if if you hit, you deal oh. the damage and then have to make a Constitution saving throw. That's why I was curious earlier, Cody, because I wanted to shield it because the attack roll wouldn't have hit. It was a tie That's on my armor class, but then I would have if it would have gone to you, I would have shielded it. So here's the thing. Um, peek behind the dungeon master screen here. Uh, under actions, it says life drain. Target must succeed on a DC 10 Constitution saving throw. But under when I so when I hit the cogwheel and I pull up the whole action, uh, it says type melee, range zero, two hit zero, target, and it's got a dash through it, and then it has damage. So is it just an ability that they kind of janked in here for roll twenty, or is it like an attack roll? I think I think it's an attack roll. Because I mean, it wouldn't seems... roll an attack roll if it didn't. It's like very overpowered if you don't if you just automatically reduce their hit points by. Well, that's why I thought it was strange with the DC ten. Um, let's see, seventeen <clears> still <throat> wouldn't hit you anyways. Burn, I'm going to give you a pass on this one just because it's janked out. Okay, Can but I was all still get his. Sorry, I was all. What? So here's right. the thing. That's fair. We made the rule. <laughs> there you did. <laughs> We made the ruling earlier before catching it, so I apologize. I guess. I, well, I, to be <laughs> fair, in the moment, I did ask you, and you said no. It's just an automatic thing. It's all right. You guys can long rest after or short rest after this. Okay, and, that's fine. Know. I'm I'm good yes. with that. I just I just don't want to be at a huge like fifth of my hit points gone for <laughs> the Amber really Temple. That's really fucking weird. Why is it being like that? It's no, we're good. Let's let's move past this. Hold on. <laughs> I'm gonna. This is cones all over again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah well, I know. I don't want to have cones. This time, out. this time it's not my fault. I didn't make this creature. It, yeah, it's not your fault. You can tell that they were kind of shoddily made because it just says snow maiden and there's no art. So <laughs> that's not my fault. Um. Anyways, who's next in turn order? Um. So none of us got hit. Uh, Kringlis got hit. Kringlis, um, it's your turn for revenge. I'm gonna fix offensive this. Offensive mode activated. I love everything about that. Totally. Autobots. Alright, here we go. Um, I'm careful, going careful copy to right there. Oh, have yeah. Kringlis Firebolt the Snow Maiden. I believe at 5th level I can do this twice in a row. As part of my cantrips. So here we go. Why isn't it working? 16 and a 12. 
Uh, the 16 hits. No, fire firebolts one one attack, not not two bolts. It says at fifth level it increases Craigless by one d10. It increases the damage, not the attack roll. Or you don't, oh, you don't, okay. You don't shoot. You don't shoot two bolts. It's different from Eldritch Blast. Okay. Yeah. So by one d10, so I just roll another d10. Uh, it should be calculated on there. It say it did. Click the firebolt uh, icon so there on the side. It's not rolling the damage. It's just rolling the to hit. So your first one, like you only did, you had a 16 to hit, and then if you highlight firebolt okay. and click that, it should roll the damage for you on the text box uh, or the text chat. And if I just touch it? Yeah. So like firebolt itself under the text chat will highlight red. Click that, and it should roll damage for you. Yeah, it's not. I'm not talking about on your character sheet. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm trying here in the text chat. It doesn't do anything. There you go. Got? I fixed yeah. it. I, I went into your character sheet and added it, so it automatically rolls damage now. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, thank you. Sorry, it was Appreciate not on. It. Uh, does uh, new, seven new fire damage? It does seven fire damage, which takes half. So uh, no, nope, it down. does not. No, it does not. Ooh, pray tell. It doesn't because Kranglis is an elemental adept. Oh, that's right. Boom. When you gain his feet, choose Amazing. one of the damage types. I chose fire. Spells you cast ignore resistance to damage of the chosen type. In addition, Amazing. when you roll damage for a spell you cast that deals damage of that type. You can treat any one on a damage die as a two. You can select this feat multiple times. Each time you do so, you must choose a different damage type. Boom. Incredible. <laughs> Dude. Absolutely incredible. Hell yeah. Hit it. Way to go, Dini. All right. So it takes the awesome. full seven damage. The way, way to go. Proud of you guys. Look at my players learning. They're all grown up. Uh, well done. Oops. No, you're good. Anything else you'd like to do? You have a bonus action spell you'd like to cast, or like a cannon you'd like to pull out potentially? I don't know how that works 100%. Uh, I think it's an action. Honestly, action. I, I did. Know. I was going to ask that. I don't know if that's like a bonus action, uh, I would have or to. if it's a full action. Let me. While you're doing this, that was yes, go ahead. incredible. Also, we got nine people watching. Shout out to everyone watching. Just chime in, and we'll give you a shout out. I want to remind everyone, you can create your own Hero Forge Mini today. It's how we made all of our art for the show. Click that link there. Make an account. You can make your own character. And if it's if it turns out great, send it to us. We're going to add it as a NPC in the campaign. Oh, we're going to be sponsored by Hero Forge now? We are, kind of. Did you not see that in the Discord? No. I have an answer for your question, Dini. Sure. Uh, so I created a token for your Eldritch Cannon so that we could have something on the board to resemble it and to kind of, you know, um, do the thing that you do. So uh, at third level, you learned how to create a magical cannon using your woodcarver's tools or smith tools. You can use an action to magically create a small or tiny Eldritch Cannon in an unoccupied space on any horizontal surface within five feet of you. Uh, the small Eldritch Cannon occupies its space. That's five feet. A tiny one can be held in your hand. Once you create a cannon, you can't do so again until you finish a long or short rest. Uh, or until you expend a spell slot to create one. Uh, you additionally have one 
you can only have one cannon at a time and can't create one while your cannon is present. And then it goes on from there. Uh, it has an AC of 18, a number of hit points equal to five times your artificer level, which I need to update that because you guys leveled up once, so it should have 40 hit points. Um, yeah. So Done. it would be a... Oh, it is a full action. action. Yep. Okay, gotcha. So next turn, do you have do you have anything on bonus action wise you'd like to cast, perhaps? Uh, let's see. I don't know if I have any. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't think I have any bonus action spells, so I think I'm good. Okay. <clears throat> Marius of the Radari. Okay, uh, it's my turn here now, I see. Um, I will go ahead and use these uh, Sacred Flame on, let's say, the one that Kringlis has injured. It will need to make a, uh, a dexterity saving throw for me. It fails? It takes... 14 points of radiant damage. Uh, yes, it does. And, uh, that is all I can do for my turn. <coughs> your uh, sacred frame, you, you form it in your hand and hurl it out. Uh, these blue flames from your new god. As it strikes, it obliterates the majority of the statue, but still the part with one of its arms and one of its legs is hanging on with the lance to attack. But it is, uh, it is almost dead. Bringer of Dawn. Let's do this. Leroy. Um, Let's go, Bernie. Okay. <clears throat> um, Burn, just to, to recap for you, the two yeah. snow maidens north of you have not taken any damage. Okay. These two to the right and below you are knocking on death's door. Just as a heads up. Okay. Uh, I am going to use a bonus action. Uh, Hunter's Mark. Um, you can choose a creature you can see within range and mystically mark it as uh, your quarry. Until the spell ends, you deal an extra 1d6 of damage to the target whenever you hit the weapon, or hit it with a weapon attack. You have an advantage on any wisdom, perception, or survival saving throws uh, you make to find it. <clears throat> if the target drops to zero hit points before the spell ends, you can use the bonus action on a subsequent turn to of yours to mark a new creature. So I'm going to mark the one by Kranglis. And I will attack it two times with horse cutter. Oh, I was clicking the wrong one. Here we go. So you will promote one attack of opportunity since you are currently engaged with a different one and it has the reach. I'm not function. engaged with anyone. We're oh we're by the door outside ten feet. Oh their fifteen feet reach is what I have on my thing. Are oh. you, are you, you said uh, 10 before. 5, 10. The squares are 10 feet. I believe. 
Yeah, squares are 10 feet, according to the map here. So I want to say you're within range, right? Yeah, don't worry about it. I don't want to complicate this fight anymore. I just, I, okay. I just don't wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't engaged with anybody. I'm literally just standing here. Okay. So I will attack it twice with horse cutter. Um, and, um, yeah, it's, it's dead. So you, uh, you did your great weapon master. So 20 to hit. And then, oh. <laughs> My Lord. And Dean, you can move did, your mark too. Dean, yeah. why did your horse cutter have minus five? I don't know what that is. Oh, it's my new oh, great, ability. Great, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, your yeah, new yeah. ability. Yeah, great weapon master, which adds ten damage to your attack. So does, sorry, it, does, my... it doesn't look like it. It applied it. Yeah, it is right there. Minus five. Yeah, but it didn't add the ten to the damage. Is what I'm saying. Oh. That's okay. Your first hit is enough to completely obliterate that creature. Okay. Uh, with and uh, and I get the extra one d six. Yep, uh, you don't even have to roll it. Only had one hit point left. Okay. Um, but I will say this for you, uh, since you kind of prematurely rolled two hits. If you want to go make a hit on someone else, you can. Yeah, because the hunter's mark. That. I can use the hunter's mark on a new one. Yes, you can. You can so move I'll it after just, you kill something. But I think uh, it uh, is after. If the target drops to zero hit points before the spell ends, you can use a bonus action uh, on subsequent Oh, on a subsequent turns. turn. Okay. Yep. So next turn, you can move it to someone else. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I, it'll be... I don't know how to... Just the one above that is who I'll be this attacking. One? Yeah. Okay. So you use more movement to get over there go ahead and make one more attack and are you using great weapon fighter or great weapon master or yeah okay perfect go ahead and roll that attack then um a new attack or are you gonna use the second one i already did yeah i'll give you a new one just okay. in case okay uh, you could crit oh yeah here we go here we go ah not a crit dang uh, 13 minus 5 brings you to 8, uh, which is not enough to hit. Okay. Okay. Um, Van Richten will go. I'm going to attack the one to the south down here. Uh, Van Richten declares... Um, <laughs> it takes, Ooh, come on, attack, uh, seven points of piercing damage, sneak attack, uh, it is dead, it only had seven points left, uh, and his weapon is magic, boom, and that is his turn, Ozol. Back to you, my guy. All right. I'm going to uh, move next to Marius, and I'll keep Vor flying high. 
and I will cast Firebolt on this Snow Maiden. Okay, you cast Firebolt on the Snow Maiden. 28 to hit. 28 uh, hits. Dealing 7 fire damage, which rounds down to 3? Yes. Okay, and uh, that's all I'm going to do. I don't really want to waste a bunch of spell slots on this. That's okay. And I'll move Vor uh, still at 30 feet towards the, like, there. <clears throat> Okie dokie. And that'll be my turn. Um, Caliban. Well, I'm hoping to waste these winches. <laughs> First, ah, you love it. First, personally, He's got his shirt off and everything. <laughs> ah, you guys can see that. It's <laughs> a little warm. Oh, I saw the 25. tip. Uh, it'd be twenty-five to move next to burn, um, or you could do thirty to move to your left and attack the other snow maiden. Mm, my nipples taste like milk duds. Yeah, I'll I'll move next to I'll next to I'll move next to burn and. Uh, and cast a, uh, say I'd say ass whooping, but it's going to be more like uh, uh, winter's so howl. Winter's, howl. Yeah, more winter's howl than anything okay. else. Yeah, uh, using go. your magic ability to smash, you make two attacks with winter's howl. Let's go. All right, man. Uh, Twenty-seven, which hits, and twelve, which does not hit. Ah. Uh, Eight, you deal ten points of damage to this snow maiden. Alright. The snow maidens go. Oh, yes. Uh, you had something? Since he moved next to me, does he get advantage on his next turn since he wasn't already there or He's not currently flanking because he's not like behind it. Like, oh, okay. Right. If you're a rogue, you might get like a assistance because you have five foot adjacent, uh, which you could sneak attack, but that doesn't really apply to you guys. Uh, the snow maiden, snow maiden, uh, will go one attack against you, burn, and one attack against you, Caliban, and I have fixed their attacks to reflect their other ability. I can take it. Jesus uh, Christ! Twenty-five Five. to hit you, burn, and a ten to hit you, Caliban, which does not hit. Uh, burn. You take nine cold damage. I need you to make a constitution saving throw. 21. You take nine points of cold damage. Thank you, Bernie. Cranglis the Tinkerer. Awesome. Okay, I'd like to summon the cannon. Yeah. What does that look like for you? Uh, or do you want me to narrate for you? It's up to you. Yeah, go ahead. Describe this thing. You created an awesome icon for it. You, Kranglis, using your spell focus, which is itself uh, like uh, some sort of crafting tool or hammer. Um, sorry, give me two seconds here. Uh, raise it aloft as you cry out in your mechanical voice. Oh, Drudge Cannon! Uh, springing into life is a small cannon. It has six legs and looks like a ship's cannon that has this glowing purple end in which you have uh, kind of smoking with this eldritch energy. 
uh, and it appears in a space adjacent to you. Excellent. Um, since I have never used this Eldritch Cannon before, how do I make an attack with it? You get to pick from three attacks. Um, let me switch tabs here and I will elaborate more. Come on. Shift click. If it will uh, load your character sheet. You know, part of me really wants to be sponsored by Roll20, but the other part of me is kind of frustrated with the last couple weeks of the UI system, and now it's loaded. Uh, you have three abilities. So, um, the cannon itself has 40 hit points, an AC of 18, and has a walking speed slash climbing speed of 15. Um, it's immune to poison and psychic damage. Um, if it is forced to make an ability check... Uh, it's all of its scores are considered 10 so plus zero uh, and you can cast mending on it to heal it uh, if it's reduced to zero hit points or after one hour it disappears you can also dismiss it early as an action on each of your turns you can take a bonus action to cause the cannon to activate if you are within 60 feet of it as a part of the same bonus action you could direct the cannon to climb or walk up to 15 feet to an unoccupied space provided it has legs which it does you have three bonus action abilities you can ask for it to do. You can use Force Ballista, which is a ranged uh, attack that the cannon just fires out like uh, a Force Ballista bolt. You have a Flamethrower, which essentially is a 15-foot cone of fire. Uh, and you have what is called the Protector ability. Uh, the cannon emits a burst of positive energy, and that grants itself and each of your creatures within 10 feet of you... Um, a number of temporary hit points equal to 1d8 plus your intelligence modifier, minimum of 1. So wow, excellent. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Would okay, you like it so, to um, force ballista, or would you like it to flamethrower, or would you like to have temporary hit points? <laughs> uh, I would like to flamethrower. Burn is, the is standing in right in front of it. This one over here? Uh, I can't see where you're clicking. I'm sorry. I don't know if you can see my ping. Oh, the blue one right here? The far one? Yeah. Um, Let's pull out the handy-dandy measuring tool. Uh, it is. That is exactly 15 feet. I guess you could have it move to here so you don't hit anybody. Yeah, sure. That <laughs> Just where it's not going to cause any damage to my friends. Okay. <laughs> you mean you don't want to use a cone to... Uh... To, to use angles to not hit Kalimban? Wait, what? <laughs> He's making a dig on Ozol. Oh my gosh, okay. It's, how dare it's, you. A, 15 foot, it's a 15 foot cone. <laughs> that was one time 19 episodes ago, Mark. <laughs> Mark, Max. <laughs> okay. Uh, you, you, oh my gosh. Uh, you Target do acquired. Uh, it fails at 630 saving throw and takes 12 points of fire damage. Uh, but it has resistance to fire damage, so it takes 6 damage. Elemental Adept? It does not Oh, it does not! Fire. It takes an additional <laughs> 6 points of damage. I gotta say, I saw when Stolas was building her new level, or, damn it, when Dini was building this, and it, it, uh, this is fantastic D&D right now. 
It is fantastic <laughs> D&D. It is well optimized. Uh, it's used its movement. You've used your bonus action and action, Dini. I believe that is your turn. It is, sadly. That's okay. You did great. Well done. Uh, Marius of the Radaris. You're up, my guy. Hey, well, the Sacred Flame, that same one. Sacred Flame away. Four, Fail. Five radiant oh, damage. Eleven points of radiant damage. What is the... Yep. Okay. Uh, it explodes in a burst of ice. Anything else? No, sir. Okay. Burn. Bringer of Dawn. Yes. Um, yeah. Are we going to rest cutter. after this? I don't. I mean, you've already taken a long rest for the day. You you just started your new day. It's morning. You've had your oh. bacon, your eggs, inside your little teeny tiny dome provided to you by your, your cleric friend. You're right. Uh, do I have advantage since Calvin's here yet? Or... Um, no. I don't really think you need it either, though, to be honest with you. Actually, Calamban's uh, totem does grant people advantage. Yes, you have advantage. He's <laughs> a totem barbarian. His totem <coughs> spirit wolf. I kind of sucked today. Oh, yeah, spirit wolf. Uh, I'm so sorry. Horse cutter twice. <laughs> horse cutter twice. Uh, how do I not use my... Um, uh, there's a box. Just uncheck it. It'll say... Um, Great Weapon Master, and it has like a toggle checkbox. So if we go down here, I'll, I'll jump in your sheet here. Um, so under Where's your attack area, um, so right where it says Hunter's Mark, Longsword, Horse Cutter, go down, and then it says Global Attack Modifier. You can turn that off. I unchecked it for you, so you can just make your attack. Okay, sorry, I was lagging. No, you're okay. good. Did it twice? I there we go. Yep, but it's still popping up, which is kind of strange. Wait. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I got a critical hit. Um, we'll just take the twenty. You want to give me uh, doing hundreds, or you just want to take the the twenty damage and kill it? Yeah, just kill it. All right. Uh, you bring Horse Cutter down, cleaving the last maiden in twain uh, as she explodes into ice, and our combat ends. Ice particles rain down. Target's eliminated. <laughs> Damn, I wanted to finish that off. Well done, my friends. Oh, I uh, forgot to have my 1d6. Oh, well. <laughs> um, Dini. With your turret, it lasts an hour, or you can resummon it and or dismiss it uh, as an action. So it, it does only have 15 feet of movement, so it's up to you if you want it to stick around. But it is going to be slower than the rest of the group uh, as you guys kind of start moving around the map here. Yeah, Kringlis will dismiss it like it wasn't even there. Powering down. Very uh, well done, Kringlis. That cannon was most spectacular. Yeah, you're a natural Kringlis. Um, Query. 
Yes. What good is a dog with no hairs to hunt? I don't um, know what good is a dog with no hairs to hunt. Companionship? I don't know. Friendship? If you're friends with a dog, I think you can. If you insist. Let us get on our way. Okay. Um, do you want to loot the frozen bodies scattered around here? I was just about to say that. Yeah, I would like yeah. to do that. Let's look for some gold pieces. All right. Go ahead and roll D100. Olzal got a 78. Burn a 61. Congrats. That was my first ever football number. Wow. Is anyone else searching? Oh, yeah, uh, sorry. A D100? Sure. Can you imagine the Ice Maidens popped up again? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Just wait until you get to the ground floor. Gotten a 40, 43. 43. Caliban, do you want to uh, hop in on this? Yeah, could somebody roll for me? I, I, I got, got you, bro. <laughs> These fucking windows, Caliban got man. a 90. 90? Let's go. Um, Caliban, me, roll, roll me an extra set of D100s. I'll, I'll just... <laughs> yeah, of course. Perfect. You got a 78. Oh, did I roll 78 twice? I did. Holy Jesus. What are the odds of that? That's a thick numbers, baby. Those are thick numbers. Yep. Um, from top to bottom, Ozol, you find 15 gold pieces. Sweet. Burn Dawnbringer, you find 20 gold pieces. Wait, what? Kringlis the Tinkerer. Zach, just go with that. <laughs> just kidding. You find <laughs> three candles, a broken watch, and a comb made of bone. I'm sorry, a what? A comb that is made of a bone. Bo That's a bone crazy. comb. <laughs> It'd be crazy if it was a, uh, a, a cone. cone made of bone. <laughs> yeah, That's what I yeah. thought it was. A bone made of cone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cone's yeah. a touchy subject here. No, comb. Wow. Uh, like a, see, like a hairbrush. <laughs> Marius. What? Oh, you find a golden chalice. What? What in the hell? Hold on. I'm, I'm rolling on my end. Give me two seconds. You must love these random rolling tables. Are they? <laughs> I got a 78 and I got 15 gold. I know, I rolled lower than Zach and got more <laughs> Dean, I like how as soon as I said, wait, what? You're like, just leave it alone. You know exactly where I was going with that. Yeah. But now I'm on your side. You got a golden chalice? What the hell? I found a golden chalice worth 25 gold pieces. And Mark, you found... Fingernail clippings. Another 78. What the hell? A 15% off. How is this happening? You find a plus one war pick. What does that do? Uh, yeah, it's a No, it's a, called a war pick. Like a, a toothpick for war? I'll have to check on that one. 
Yeah, I'm excited to get it. Yay! Cody, like I got it in the uh, Discord for you. Trophy. Thank you. Uh, the war pick, as I'm looking it up here, is a 1d8 one-handed weapon uh, that deals piercing damage. It deals plus one to the attacks, so you have 1d8 plus one, and plus one to melee damage. That's... I wanted more, but it's not bad, I guess. I mean, you could you could always try and sell it, too, right? You, you ain't got to keep no, it. That's true. Bad. It's got value. You, you yeah. give it to a teammate who doesn't have a magic weapon. You give it to Marius. I don't think you have a magic wow. weapon, do you, Marius? No, I do not. Oh, that sucks real bad. We'll have to fix that at some point, huh? We'll fix that. No worry. We'll uh, we'll roll. That was the uh, the random table of loot. Uh, apologies for some of the weird shit that came out of there, and <laughs> you know, it's actually two or three tables. Anyways, you are up top of this uh, snowy gray veil. The statues. The majority of them, I would say more than half, have been destroyed. The other ones still kind of no longer have their golden glow as the magic on top of this tower fades. Um, and they're just left as these frozen statues looking out upon the wasteland of this area. Uh, do you descend down, Ozil? Uh, sure. Do all I thought of you the fight down? was particularly, like, easy... But uh, that okay, I lost that, like a third of my hit points. I'm, I'm about. To, I'm just saying the team that got here before us must have sucked real bad. That's why they only had 15 gold. Dean. <laughs> 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 That's as much gold as we've gotten since we've been here. Well, we got it from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give you something to death. pay slag with, you know. Uh, Cody, while, before <laughs> we leave this tower, I'll pick up the wooden fragments of the door. And uh, place them in the bag of holding. Why? In case we need to make a camp. Well, if we need to make a campfire later. Oh yeah, man. Or I torches. Mean, uh, sure. If that's what you want to do with the your bag of holding, go ahead and add five pounds of wood. I don't know. How how much ever you feel is appropriate. I mean, it's a, like a, a magic bag a, of holding, isn't it? Like it is. It has rules. Would you like me to read them to you? No, I'm no. Just we got to get like, going. Well, if we don't use them, we could leave them here, but I'm just saying we're about to go into the tundra with... Hey, man, what you, know, you collect and put in your sack is your own business, right? That's, hello. That's Ozol's sack. <laughs> well, it's Burn's sack. <laughs> okay, sorry, it's Burn's sack. Yeah. Burn, your just, sack is getting pretty full. Yeah, well... Maybe I can well, help you empty it one day. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Is Ozol Make sure you wash your hands change, first. Huh? Yeah, dexterity saving throw on that one. Talking about dragon breath. Uh, let's get, let's get a two-handed heavy weapon. Ew. Uh, okay, so we'll continue on the pass, I guess. You continue forward. You can go ahead and zoom out. Uh, when you make it to about here, I need those people to make perception checks. Those people being y'all. Just hold on for one moment before we go too far. How is everyone feeling after that fight? Injury-wise. Well, I have... About 12 hit points missing from my maximum, so not great. I'm only missing like 9, so I'm okay. That, the, the maximum I can unfortunately not help you with for now. But I could take a moment to cast some healing on the party if they, if we want to, to heal a bit, but uh, that might not, we may not have been injured enough to warrant it. I agree, Master Rudari. Okay, well then we will continue on. 
Okay. You do that. Um, sorry, give me two seconds here. I am prepping some other... Okay. Delete. Perfect. Uh, perception checks, please. When you, uh, arrive halfway. Sorry about that. Are you uh, good? Am I perception included in that? Is uh, if you would like to, you may. 20 plus 4 from burn is 24. It's only two saving That's throws. That's a saving throw. Oh, I'm sorry. Tw uh, seven, uh, 20 then. 17 for Marius. 13. Oops. I'm still... I only got a 7. <laughs> All right. You Actually, can par see... pardon, I did not roll my... For whatever reason, I didn't do it at the advantage, so... Yeah, 17 still. Well, that, that still works. Um, you can see that there is a fog that begins to roll across this great bridge in front of you. Um, you can hear the sound of roaring water and the bleating of what sounds like a goat. The what? The bleating of a goat. Can you pull oh. where that's coming from? Supper said... somewhere around here. We should find it. <laughs> you said bleeding? I was like, how do you hear a goat bleeding? Bleat. Bleat. B-L-E-A-T. It's the, it's the noise they make. Oh, that's dangerous. That's like 250 feet down. Up. Oh, Look at all those up. little cones. Yeah, those the cones are rim resemble what is heading down. As you see a giant ram running down the mountain towards you. Oops. Uh, it bleats and begins to bound down the hill. Now, here's my favorite thing about this whole encounter that I'm going to change because I like to think of myself a little bit as a funny DM. It's like, hey, you know, your players are walking through here and they see the largest goat that uh, inhabits this mountain. And it just runs down the mountain and has a chance to just push one of your players to its death. Oh, no, sir, not Cody. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you all a chance to uh, experience what happens when a low CR creature makes an athletics check and rolls an 11. Um, this goat begins to tumble down the mountain... <laughs> Towards you. Oh my God. Is it like, is it like in the cartoons where it's making like a snowball as it's going? Down? <laughs> incredible. Like in the Absolutely. fucking Looney Tunes. Absolutely oh. incredible. Oh man, <clears throat> that's incredible. This giant goat is known for its supernatural resilience and evil disposition. For specific events, see Chapter Nine. Uh, the evil goat takes one d six damage for 10 feet fall, falling for a maximum of 20d6. Now, for every 10 feet, which means this is, uh, each, each cone's 100 feet, so 1, 2, 3, 4, well, we're going to call it 500 feet that it falls, so someone wants to roll 20d6. I'll do it. I got you, I got you. It's not the number. I know how to do the calculation. You can hit advanced dice roller, Ozal. And then roll. Yep, there you go. Oh, 65 oh. points of damage. I was like, how did you roll the two <clears throat> first? 
this giant <laughs> demon goat that haunts the mountain that was alluded to as walking through the night um, falls. It misses its jump on its way down and proceeds <laughs> die the whole way down. It hits and tumbles and falls and lands. I guess it's a large creature, so it's not it's not gargantuan. So it's like normal size compared to y'all. Uh, and lands in the deep snow, and really all that is left of this giant goat uh, <laughs> is just a little bit of fur and oh a little bit of skeleton God. as it rests into the snow. You know, that's really like how I picture this. <laughs> we like hear something, like look up in the mountains, fearful. It goes crashing down, lands and dies, and we all just kind of turn around and keep walking. <laughs> like okay, <laughs> those are people it's proficient a, in history. It's an incredible uh, good voice. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Those of you are proficient in history, I will allow you oh, to make a history one. check. Eleven. Uh, I got. A, I got a minus one oh, history. A minus shit, one that was so fucking funny. Got a seventeen. Craigless. While in the library, and Van Racten will kind of pop up and be like, ah. This is the legendary goat that haunts the mountain pass. Um, his name is Scam, Skag, Scam, S A N G Z A R. Sangzor? Yep. G Z O R. Um, Van Richten will pull out his pocket knife and begin cutting off the head to the goat. And offer it to you and say, there's an outstanding bounty on this goat. I'm here for it. Put it in that bag of holding, baby. Uh, yeah. He puts this uh, large creature's head and just kind of like shimmies it through. Uh, and he looks in and he's like, these, these horns have excellent curling. It'd be great to, to make some sort of war horn out of. I, I will say, I've hunted a lot of monsters in my day, but never have I seen something trip and fall down a mountain. Anyways, there was your random encounter for the day that, uh, just went Legendary away. goat. Self-deleted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's continue on. Uh, and you head towards the bridge. The stone bridge. I'm going to push you guys up here as you get to here. The low walls that enclose the stone bridge have fallen away in a couple of places, but the bridge appears intact. Intact. Um, nope. I should have read T7. Uh, the snowy pass comes to a gorge spanning a large stone bridge. At the end of the bridge is a 30-foot tall, 30-foot wide stone arch, atop which there are two structures that look like armored knights on horseback, with lances charging towards one another. The wind bites and howls like wolves passing through the gorge. Uh, you hear, go ahead and zoom out, Uzal. Rushing water as the Holy waterfall shit. runs by. The chasm uh, is 500 feet below the bridge as you guys approach. A fog begins to roll across the bridge and turns into a shadow. Who wants to approach first? I'll, uh, um, 
You just give me marching order for how you're going to cross the bridge, and I'll, I'll take care of the rest. So we'll make our way onto the bridge then, and uh, Caliban, would you like to lead the way? So Caliban, Burn, Kringlis... I'll, I'll take the challenge. I'll, I'll roll. Okay. I'll, I'll roll up. Oh, we have a custom map. Oh uh, no. Oh no. Yeah, I sense danger. As well you should, Marius. As well you should. Who is the first? Caliban, you approach at the edge of the vision of your overall vision. I should say, on your map as you're looking at the snow that coalesces into these rocks on this frozen bridge, you can make out in the mist a figure. Standing in all of his glory is a full shadow of Strahd on his horse. It approaches towards you and says, You've made it quite far, Caliban. I would suggest going home. The Ember Temple has nothing for you but death. And then he disappears. So the... Oh. What do you see, Caliban? Oh, you all see it. I mean, oh, okay. he's just the first to approach. Ruin that the play moment. That's all right. Uh, I don't turn tail and run. I'm ready to knock this guy off his high horse. So, I don't know what the hell he wants. But, I mean, I suggest we stay tight. And we should all Wait. rally around each other. I don't know. He just vanished? <clears throat> yeah, that... That's kind of freaky. Okay. Yeah, let's, uh... I think you're right. We should stick close to each other. Yeah, stay very close. I will also allow those of you who, as soon as you step onto the bridge, to make two checks. Either per perception or investigation, depending on how much time you would like to, uh... 28 on perception. Okay. 22 on investigation. 11 on perception. All right. Um, does uh, blindsight help here in this situation? Perhaps, but it's only 10 feet of blindsight, so... Yeah, that's correct. Are you sending him forward and into the void? Uh... No, I just didn't know if there's anything, like, in our immediate vicinity. Nope. Uh, sorry, give me two seconds. I am pulling up character sheets and doing a couple things on the DM screen. Oh, would you like us to roll initiative while you're doing that? Uh, if you would like to, we'll get there at some point. Okay. I'll go ahead and lead us off then. 18 for Ozol. Uh, a nat 1, 8.14 for Caliban. Oh, the rock perfect. has a, or the arrows, 
Rock yep. has a one. Yep. We're not there yet, but yes. Cranglis has a sixteen. Although it didn't add it to the tracker again. That's maybe you want to strange. Did you select your token? Do you need? There we go. Marius has a nat twenty. Natural twenty. You love to see it. I was gonna say I was hoping for a re-roll on that one. <laughs> and Burns got a thirteen. Okay. Um, to address your searches, uh, you guys actually turn up a couple different things. So, uh, let me go back here. Perception. Marius Rodari with 24 or 28. Which one is it? Do you know? Do you have advantage? Marius? 28 is what we'll call it. Marius, you pick up a couple things across the bridge. Um, cleverly hidden in the snow, you can make out a couple snares that have been deliberately hidden across this bridge. The rest of you, uh, Kranglis and Oberne, hear the beating of giant wings as something in the mist flies by. It is not small. It is something extremely large. Sorry, I am back. Well, you said I spotted what? Um, cleverly concealed snares. These two traps right here. Under the snow. Watch your footing, everyone. There are traps along the bridge. Oops. Supposed to send um, this to map. Yes. It looks like we wouldn't be able to step over them, so I could mage hand to trigger them if we need to. You could try. Though, what is the trap? That's the question. That's a uh, they're cleverly concealed in the snow. Hello, Gigi. Um, Marius, you... Our first. Shocking. Uh, it's it's weird when you're first. Um, <laughs> I will uh, take a bit of flight myself. I'll go up off the ground, say five feet, and go uh, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. Let here? me know if you get to the edge of the fog. Perfect. That's that's twenty-five feet there, and I'll uh, I'll stop there. Okay. Do you have any help do, or triggering actions? Do uh, I was about to ask you a question. Do do I see this fl uh, thing that's making the noise you mentioned? You do not. It appears to be in the mist. Let's see. Um, at which point then uh, I will draw my sword then prepare an uh, attack for booming blade in case anything comes and attacks me I will swing on it okay that will be my turn perfect Ozo the wise um does Marius point these traps out to us? Or I guess like the people that rolled high enough? 
Ooh, that's a really good question, Marius. Uh, yes, I could. I could. I, I mentioned that there were traps on the bridge, so I would have pointed okay. them out. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, I'll go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, um, so that I don't trigger the right trap. And I'll, uh, in my turn, in front of the next one, uh, Vor will uh, go 30 feet in the air. And I will ready um, a firebolt in case um, someone makes someone or something makes an aggressive action towards us. Okay. Uh, my only request is, will you take the wings off and add the tin behind it, just so that we know that it's three increments oh. of tin? You're yes. Good. Do you just want the wings? Is, uh, yeah, put the wings after the tin, if that makes sense. So yeah. the, the way I have it, it's kind of wonky, but yeah, it's the first number is, if it's a whole number, it's just 310. Uh, if you're like yep. at 35, it'd be 310.5 wings. Perfect. If that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Do you do anything with these traps? or Because you, uh, you, you have a ready to action, but you are also like near these two, <laughs> whatever they are. Do you want to investigate them or check them out? Or are you not worried about them and you're more worried about other surroundings? If I investigate them, will it trigger... Or will I not be able to use my firebolt? It would be your whole action. Yep, that's why I, uh, I'm asking for clarification, I guess, on your behalf as to how you'd like to proceed. Uh... No, I'm not going to do that, but I will yell to Burn or Caliban that if they can give me a lift, like kind of throw me over the trap, that would be most helpful. Okie dokie. Craigless, would you like to summon your, your turret as an action? Um, I guess I would like to summon the turret, but I'm going to move... I'm going to summon the turret about right here, next to Burn. Alright. Sorry, I don't um, know how to do that yet. Um, no, that's alright. It's just a token. I can pull it off over here. Um, oh, I see it. Okay, cool. Thank you. And you want it right there next to Burn? That's perfect. Okie dokie. There it is. Actually, I should make this Probably, since it's a small creature, small. Okay. Uh, any other actions, movement, bonus actions? Um. Yeah, I guess I'd like to see if maybe I could see something in the distance. Um, yeah. Um, also, go ahead and zoom out a little bit. I have this whole map uh, opened up. That's kind of what you see uh, based on passive it's perception. If you want to look a little harder, I, I will allow you to make a check, but that will be the majority of your action for this turn. Yeah, I'd like to see if there's if there's anything that Kranglis can detect. Okay. Scanning. <laughs> uh, which one should I roll? Uh, you uh, either investigation or perception. Let's see. All right, I rolled a ten. <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately not. Um, you look really hard, but this fog is is really thick, and pretty much everything that you can see has been spotted. Okay. 
Caliban, before your turn goes, I... Marius, 19 and 20 to hit you. Uh, as two bolts out of the fog go whizzing past you. Both will miss. Both will miss. But something has discharged two bolts towards you. Caliban, your turn. You hear the click against stone as these bolts come clattering right here. You muted yourself Mars. again, Mark. <laughs> Incredible. But I uh I heard the uh, call of Ozol. So I uh I go to assist him cuz he needed a uh he needed a little uh, boost here. So I'll go towards him. Now, do I have to wait to wait for his turn, or can I go ahead and give him the boost? Uh, you'd be behind him like this, but um, I mean, yeah, you can pick him up and throw him. Yeah, uh, I if it, that's Ozol's wish. Okay. Oh yeah, Ozol. You, you can I throw a wizard. You... you can't throw a dwarf, though. Ozol, unless yeah. you're going to use a skill or a spell, I need you to make an acrobatics check. And Caliban, I need you to make an athletics check. One is to throw from you, Caliban, and one is to glide through the air safely. Ozol. And then Ozol. <laughs> it's 20. <laughs> Goddamn flip wizard. Yeah. Ozol. Call me the you, fucking flying Grayson, baby. Yeah. You stick your arms out wide as Caliban picks you up, and he just hurls you up to, uh, we'll say up to 15 feet, um, Five, wherever ten, you'd like to land. <laughs> And you oh. gracefully glide through the air, uh, your arms kind of swooping into what like would be a regal dive. court bow, as you <laughs> land like a tap dancer, perfectly in the ground. Uh, there is a brief moment where you just, with your jacket and cloak, uh, to straighten yourself, as you stand proud as a peach. That was beautifully said. Uh, Caliban, that's your action. Uh, Thank you, Caliban. Have 15 feet, uh, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. You could move uh, either in front of Marius or two squares in front of Marius if you want to finish moving. He could jump over the trap, though, right? With athletics. Uh, he could make like a, a lateral jump, yeah. Look to here. Oh, yeah, there yeah. you go. Well, actually, yeah, he didn't have to jump. He could just move. Yeah, I'm moving in front of Marius here. All right, you weave your way in between these two mounds of snow, uh, and are clear. Perfect. Uh, Van Richten will go, and he's like, he draws his cane sword and in one hand, and his hand crossbow in the other. Checks to make sure they're both loaded. Uh, kind of gives you a, a quick bump with his elbow burn as he walks past you. Is like, good luck. Uh, and he shimmies past your Eldritch Cannon, and he will stop and stoop to look at the trap behind Marius. Um. Twenty-eight 
22 to investigate. Uh, he kind of gently clears off the snow to reveal a round disc that has a pressure plate on it with runes. And kind of in a, a stage whisper, he says to you, he's like, Ozal, these are no mere trap. They appear to contain magic. What do you do? He's telling me they contain magic. Mm-hmm. So we, we could dispel them. Potentially. There are runes written across this device. Although I fear to put any pressure on it, because I I assume that's what the trigger would be. And trigger whatever it's ex- explosion or lightning. What language or fire. are what what language are the runes in Van Richten? Uh, let me see if Van Richten can identify that. Uh, languages it appears to be draconic. I would say to ah, some I can of... read draconic. Yes. It says boom. I think it would go boom if we step on it. <laughs> Maybe don't step on it, my boy. <laughs> Do you have that goat's head? We could use that as a triggering effect, perhaps, uh, if it's a localized blast. Or, well, I think it's just destroying the bridge. Mm. I can trigger the pressure plate with Mage Hand very easily. <laughs> but again, we risk damaging the bridge and our escape out. True. Um. Hmm. Do you have the bag of holding? Perhaps we could slide it in there for later? Del- delicately? Risk the wielder of the bag of holding and again risk damaging the bridge? Fine. He takes a couple steps back and holds his action to fire his crossbow once you guys have crossed. He said, I will trigger the device so no one else will step on it. And it might destroy the bridge. Okay. Well, once you're across, it shouldn't be an issue. We have to come back across the bridge. Do we? Well, the Prima Vista's... Oh, yes, fine. He walks back forward and across behind you. I making that so difficult. Uh, Gigi, we did update the overlay. Uh, new character tokens, new characters. Thank you for noticing. Ozal. You hear the beating of wings. Okay. Where do I hear this beating of wings? 22 and 16 to hit you. Okay. Um, first off, how dare you? Uh, second off, I'm going to cast Silvery Barbs. Uh, silvery Bars... Well, actually, can I see the creature that is you attacking You cannot see the creature as it is diving towards you. From the mist. Okay, uh, I'll give it a, a luck roll then. Okay. On which attack? The 22. 16. 16. I will uh, use one of my um, shield spells that is stored in my crystal, uh, bringing my armor class to 20, and both attacks will fail. Okay. A oh, huge that's a big rock. Boy. Oh, I love it. Is it a flame rock? In. 
No, that's just a regular one. Oh, that's Swoops awesome. in to hit you, and then flies out. Does he have flyby? He does. Back into the mist. About to use my sword for the second time, baby. Uh, oh. He doesn't fly within reach of my ready to action, did he? He does not. No. He would fly within the bolt, correct? The firebolt? Uh, firebolt. Firebolt is 120 feet. I mean, yeah. You want to make an attack on it as it flies away? Yes, I would like to do can that. You, can you do that? I think you can. Uh, yeah, I took a whole. I, yeah. I held an action that if any creature made a ah, uh, yes. offensive That's, move. Thank you so much. Yep, yes, no go ahead. Ooh, I emerald twice. The first one was a twelve. Uh, twelve does not hit, unfortunately. <laughs> as, my, as you do that, uh, I have three other triggered effects that will go off. Okay. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna flavor that, but that's fine. Go ahead. And do no, no, fix. go ahead. I like it. Go ahead. I, well, oh I no! As he as he that. swooped down, I would just point the staff at him, and red fire would emanate from the tip. But uh, I missed him. It surprised me a bit on the attack. So the bridge clears. Oh, you have an animated Slightly. cloud. That no, that was all me, baby. There's a subtle drag of a, a oh, an it overlay. Oh, cool. I like Thanks, that. Thanks, man. That I'm actually looked really good. Uh, the fog clears to reveal some friends. Hey, let's fucking go. The that's... first thing that triggers. Oop. Nope, that's not there yet. That goes back to the GM layer. Uh, the first attack that triggers is from our good friend Ozol the Defiler. Sorry, give me one second here. I am loading up his page. Um, falling on y'all... I need you guys to make a dexterity saving throw. And that would be dexterity everyone right here, throw. including Vor. How dare you? Even at 30 feet up in the air? I think so. Let me double check. Description. Okay. 150 feet within range. Their fireball. Oh, uh, center on 20 feet. feet. Nope, he does not have to make one. Sweet, 20 feet. sweet Vor. Dexterity saving throw? Yes, sir. That's a 10 from Marius, an 8 from Mark, and 11 from Ozol. Um, do we get uh, Burns... Bo oh, no. Burns is too far down. Uh, okay. That's fine. And I got to roll my damage here because I didn't program this properly. Are they casting a spell? They are casting a spell, but you have used your reaction. Is this a fireball Does the reaction reset at the top of the round or at the top of your turn? Um, you used your reaction to... It resets yeah. after your turn goes. Is this a fireball um, coming our way? It is. Caliban would actually have advantage on the saving throw then. So, Mark, roll it again. Yep, roll it again. Danger sense barbarians! 29 
35 points of damage to those of you in the reach, and I need to roll a saving throw for Van Richten. Who gets a six? Oh no. Uh, Mark, are you still with us? I got it. That's all you want to roll that for him? Thanks, bud. Uh, Dex. Yeah, my fault. I'm sorry. Um, I got you. Thanks, bud. Thanks, baby. 13 for Caliban. Uh, unfortunately, still fails. Those of you caught in the fireball take 35 points of damage. Okay. Marius will use his reaction to absorb elements and take half of that damage. Um, Ozil the Defiler looks across at you and says, Well, it's about time you showed up. You kept us waiting here for a full day. They were just waiting for us? That's hilarious. Mm. <laughs> Our master would prefer to have you come back to Castle Ravenloft as sacks of meat. Uh, Gore the Blood Tusk will take his held action in which he moves his horse forward to attack Caliban. Bring on that smoke, baby. Uh, the first attack is a 10, which does not hit you. The second attack is a 24. Ooh. 24 hits, dealing you 30 points of damage. That is... Nope. Um, 15 points to you. If Oh no, you're not raging yet. You have not declared that you're raging. <laughs> Dang. I'm not raging. That's... Hold on, wait a minute. You have... Yep. Sorry. Rage only lasts a minute. So last time you used it, you were on the tower. And right. your other action you used last turn was to throw Ozol. Then to move. So you take the full 30. Okay. That is my first... Oh, nope, that was two attacks. And the Strahdhavar gets an attack... to hit count, neither of which hit you. And that is all the resolved held actions currently. Brutal. Um, hold on one second. Let's see. Rock, Ozol, Gore, Blood Tusk. Marius, your turn. Alright, Marius will present his holy symbol as his action, and a new blue aura will begin to glow around, the, uh, radiating out from um. him. Okay. Uh, yes, After Marius' turn, apparently I'm not on the... On oh! The, I clicked the thing, I, I've rolled horribly, I rolled like an 11 or something. Where's oh, my thing? okay. That's very strange. You had a 13. Burn. Yeah. Let's, uh... uh yeah, burn. I have a 13 you... on initiative. 
Yeah. Did we get you oh, back in there? Oh, I didn't select my fucking toy. I it's put it right. in the thing for you to re-roll. I'm sorry, I didn't see that. Uh, I was like, why have I not gone? I was like, Marius is already going again? That's my bad. That's alright. Let me fix your initiative here. Like, oh, wait. Enter. No, you're good. Hold on two seconds. Descending. Um, I will allow you to move, just so that you're in position. Uh, yeah, that's And fair. then Marius can finish his turn. Okay. Alright, cool. your new blue aura. Would you like me to make that public? Uh, sure. Okay. As, as Twilight Sanctuary begins to fill and radiate around me, uh, from there I will also, uh, as a bonus action, summon a spiritual weapon to strike at Gore Blood Tusk to attack him. Uh, spiritual weapon. Um, I'm going to counterspell that Oof. as my reaction as Ozal the Wise, or the Defiler. Uh, oh, hang on. Me. Is Apologies. Spiritual Weapon a, what level is that? It's a second that, level spell. Yep. Are you upcasting it at all? Uh, no. Okay, then it does not activate. Yeah, you're right, you're right. But he's used his reaction, though. He's just barely within range, so uh, spiritual weapon is not there. I need to subtract the spell slot. There. Uh, sweet. That is my action and my bonus action. Then uh, I will move five, ten feet to there. Uh, flying, and end my turn. Oh, that is not eight, but eleven temporary hit points to myself. Uh, that is it for me. Perfect. I will use my last held reaction here as the beast that Ozol the Defiler is riding casts a spell. Come on. What spell is it casting? Darkness. As a globe of darkness descends over the group. If I can get this to... Oh, it would help if I was on the right layer. And I will size that to uh, its dimensions. Go ahead and take your turn, Ozol, as I get this sighted in here. Um, let's see. Concentration to me. 15 foot radius. Uh, while you're doing that, a creature can drop and not use any movement, correct? Correct. Uh, Vor will uh, 5, 10 feet 
<clears throat> drop 30 feet and provide the help action against Gore Blood Tusk, giving uh, Caliban advantage on his next attack. Uh, he will then move up 20 feet, uh, not provoking opportunity attacks because of flyby. And let me just... Uh, Oops. Sorry. No, you're good. Oh my gosh. Hang on. I'm going to move Vore just for a second. Two, ten, twenty. So Caliban will have advantage on his next attack. I'm just going to mark it with... Uh, I don't know. I guess if you want to put up a token so he doesn't forget. Okay. And then I can still cast Lightning Bolt in a line without line of sight, correct? <laughs> um... I know how wide the bridge is, and I know they're large creatures yeah. on the bridge. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to cast Lightning Bolt uh, at third level, dealing 33 lightning damage with a DC 17 deck save. All right. Uh, stand by for just two seconds as <clears throat> I make some rolls. Copy that. Blood Tusk. Okay. And it was all the Defiler. Now, this is important because they are both mounted. Are you trying to hit the riders or the mounts? It's just a line, so if they're on the mounts, they get hit by the thing. Okay. Yeah, it's not like I... a targeting spell. Well, well, here's the thing, right? You could declare that you were trying to launch it at approximate size to hit the riders over the mounts. So I rolled for all four of them. Um, the, I mean, I I just assumed it would hit all four. Um, I mean, they're all taking up the whole bridge, so kind of. They also have some mounted abilities, which is why I was asking specifically. Uh, so the Strathavar, which is the large beast that Gore the Bloodtust is riding, happens to be his animal, which he can defer damage to. The Strathavar got a 5, so it's going to take the 33 points of lightning damage. Uh, same thing with the giant demon in the back, uh, but it rolled an 18, which means it takes half damage. Okay, but you can defer damage, but that means the the uh, horse took double 33 because it also has to make a roll on its own so th yes it okay was... so it took 66 Hold on. let me look at something really quick yeah because if I was on a horse and you did that I would it would the horse and it would take the damage <laughs> Rules check. Let me pull up mounted combat here. Maybe Max, if you know. 
I do not. I have not really dealt with mounted combat much in 5th edition. I know like when we fought the spider, I was on the, the horse and I would, we would both take the damage. Whenever an effect would hit us. Spells cast against them. What are the dimensions of your spell? It's a f five foot line, so I'm just running it straight through the four of them. Plus 30 feet. And it runs for, I think, 50 feet? Let me double check. 100, I'm sorry, 100 feet. So five feet wide. 100 feet long. Mounted creatures are concerned. They are considered off the ground, so you either have to target the riders or the mounts. Interesting. So anytime so, anyone's on a horse, they're considered off the ground. You have to target one or the other. Also, their size. I mean, I guess it, I guess it doesn't matter so, because so you're here's the thing. The it, well, yes, the size categories are what's going to get you here, right? Because the size category is large. They are large enough to ride, which puts your beast right. So even if it's the if we just do the five foot cube in a line, right? You still would not hit your riders. From what I am seeing here on mounted combat, you can target either the rider or the horse. Yeah, but I'm not targeting it at all. It's not like an attack. I'm just doing a straight I know. line. So yes. So what I'm what I'm going to rule, or how I'm going to interpret this, I guess, is is that since I can defer damage either way, whether the horse takes damage or the rider can take it, or the rider takes damage, the horse can take it, right? I'm going to say, because of how you fired it, I'm just going to have the animals roll dexterity and apply damage that way. Does that make sense? I mean, if that's how, if that's how you're going to rule it, but I don't think that that's how that works. But, I mean, so I Mike, Mike Merle's tweets that it affects both. So, I mean, it, like I said, it's, you're the DM, so if that's how you're ruling it, that's Dude, fine. But I don't think that that's how that works. Oh shit, I just closed roll 20 on accident. Oh, you're good. Let me load that back in. Uh, Otter even. I mean, it, you're the DM, so I mean, I, I think it would hit both, but whatever uh, you say I'm is I'm going to say it's going to hit the damage. Um, I, will, I will defer damage both ways and it will take double damage. How does that sound? That sounds great. Thank you. <clears throat> So both the demon and then the flaming horse take both. Uh, yes. I'm gonna give me one more second to roll one more save here. Okay. Sixty-six. Uh, I think he said the, the horse made, had failed. Yeah, the horse had failed twice. The demon made it save both times, so it takes thirty-three. Thirty-three. Or well, yeah, thirty-two. This is gonna be easy. thirty-two because it's half. I'll give you the extra two. point of damage. It's fine. Okay. Plus, I've that'll be, way too that'll be the anyways. end of my turn. Uh, Caliban uh, has I, advantage. I have four, to make a Constitution saving throw too. And eighteen. Okay. That was all. Uh, six for Vor. Or uh, ten. I'm sorry. Ten. Ten and twelve. I don't know oh. why it shouldn't be rolling the that twice. I unchecked that box. Okay, let me. I gotta get my character sheet back up. There it goes. That's more appropriate. Okay, cool. Fixed it. Okay. 
Uh, Craigless, it is your turn. Did the creature pass both both of its constitution saving throws to maintain concentration on the darkness? It did. Sad face. Sorry, man. Yeah, concentrating boy. Uh, Marius did Twilight Sanctuary. Uh, Craigless, how would you like to proceed? Hostiles detected. I will also say there is a 15-foot sphere of darkness that is enclosing your group, which will hinder your vision towards targets on the bridge. Yeah, I was thinking about that because I was like, I, I've got spells, but since I can't see anything past this blob... Um, you can also hold your action, too, should you want to. Yeah, I'd like to prepare a spell. Okay. Um, what would you like to prepare? And I would like to... I'm sorry, what was that? What would you like to prepare? Uh, I would like to prepare a shatter spell. Uh, okay. You prepare a shatter spell. You and are then now I'd like to have... Um, of course. Move 15 feet. My Eldritch Cannon... Uh, Reposition my here. Okay, why did that go up there? Oh, sorry. Boop. Um, and prepare a support spell with. Uh... What, what did you say it was? It was. Um, Is it temporary hit points with the beacon? Hit points. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah. Um, it just does it. So are you having it? Um, let me pull up the dimensions out for you. Eldritch I, I would say it's oh, a little little counterproductive with me doing my Twilight Sanctuary. Oh, okay. Well, uh, can it, it hold is a... only a 10 feet range. Okay. Uh, can I at least uh, or hold a uh, like a fire attack? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you can have it hold the Force Ballista attack. Um, to attack if and when you have an, an option to attack an enemy. Or you can have it hold the flamethrower, but the flamethrower is only a 15-foot cone. Which means you're okay, just going to Okay, yeah, I'll hold allies. the uh, ballista. Okay. Um, I am going to put these little circles on you here that are, nope, not blue. That's a terrible choice. I'm going to put them in red for held actions. And you have um, either until the, dar the darkness drops or until your turn before your turn to use your held actions, okay? Perfect, thank you. No problem. Burn, bringer of dawn. Eldritch Cannon, Kringlis. How much for Eldritch Cannon? 13 and 13. Nice. All right. It's, it's time for me to embrace my destiny. <laughs> oh, God. If what would you, you like to do? If you make a wish, would you do it? Um, okay, let's see. Man, I should have made burn Scottish. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, <laughs> is the elf? Oh, okay, the other guy's way up there. Okay, I was like, I thought there was two guys. Okay, uh, the elephant man. I'm going to attack. Okay. Are you going to move? And or are you going to shift places with your ally? 
pushing Caliban back one and forward to the other. You are in the darkness, so your attacks are technically made at disadvantage. Wait, why is he pushing Caliban back? He is shifting with his friend to attack. Otherwise, can he, he shift will not with be me? Range. Actually, uh, at the beginning of Burn's turn, I would like to use my divine expedition to allow Ozal to move. Okay. Oh, thank the Lord. Um, Does it require a reaction? Uh, Ozal has had his turn, so he has his reaction. Okay, I'm, that's why I'm asking for later in case, you know, yes, spells it, or that kind of it, thing. It right? would burn his reaction if he wants to move. I would love to move to there. Because um, I can't really, I don't want to get blown up by this tactical nukes in the ground. Um, yeah, I'll move there. Oh, yeah, actually, hold or on. I guess Cody can. I thought this was my turn. What the fuck is going on? He's using a reaction. Hang on. How did you move, on. Ozal? It doesn't provoke. The movement. No, 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 provoke. that's fine. I just am curious. Just Are you moving your boom back? Okay. That's fine. That's all I was asking. But can I ask you this, Cody? Um, yeah. Caliban moved from this spot diagonally, so can I do this? Or no? Uh, I'm going to say with the darkness Stop. spell, you need to make Probably. a perception check at disadvantage. And you are in the heat of combat. If I just move here, though, I, I should be fine to not make perception check. Correct. Okay, that's fine. Uh, also, burn. I need you to do the same as you move forward. A perception. Yes, as you move into the darkness. He has uh, his holy symbol. Would that give him some benefit? We are not making a saving throw. It is a check. A 13. 13. Uh, let me make a public roll here. Thank you, Marius, for the expedition. Um, Problem. D20. Um, I cannot see Ozal the Defiler. You cannot, as you walk into the mist. I also need you to make a dexterity saving throw as you step on the trap walking in. What trap? That's a really... Actually, that's, like, perfect, this one right here. I'm way past that. I moved... You said I was allowed to move when you skipped my turn earlier. I Hold moved on. past it. Oh... I was already I on got, the other I side got of caught. that trap. It's fine. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? It's fine. You move up through Ven because <laughs> you can move through friendly targets. Go okay. ahead. Really quick. Who who cast the darkness spell? Well, no one on your team. Nope. Okay. Can that's I move... Wrong. Can I'm. It was Ozal's beast that technically cast it, but oh, you don't know okay. that. Oh, I don't know that. Shit. Just hit the gore blood. The gorby. No, I was going to try something else. Um... Okay, I'm going to cast uh, Shield of Faith, which brings my armor class to plus two. Giving me a 22 armor class. And I'm also going sword and board. Uh, so that's going to also bring my armor class. Is it plus three or plus two? Plus two to 24. Okay, so 24. Um, and I will make. Uh, Is that spell concentration out of curiosity? Oh, um... Or can you link it in the chat since you're... Shield of Faith? Mm-hmm. 
bonus it action. Is concentration. 60 feet. Okay. 10 minutes. I'm going to put some markers on you. Oh, 10 minutes. Go do do. Okay. Uh, I don't have enough numbers to make it, so we're just going to say 10. Simple enough. Right? <laughs> we make concentration spells. If we go through 100 rounds of combat, we're going to be here all night. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, and I will attack uh, twice. All right. At disadvantage. At disadvantage. Cool. Actually, at normal, because Caliban's totem. So just make oh, two normal flat rolls. Totem, baby. There you go, bud. Excellent. Hopes to have a barbarian on your team. Oh. oh. Please that roll one. D100s. I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it doing this? Okay, hold on. Anyway. Did the 19 hit, though? Oh, no. 40 for the D100. He throws his sword off the edge. No, it's worse than that. Make a dexterity saving throw. Eleven. Burn. You slip and fall, and are pushed ten feet in a direction of the dungeon master's choosing. The only non-biased way I can do this is to roll a d4. North is one, which makes west four. You mean Are east? you ready? Wait, is no. the compass for orientation from your side or from our and, side? So, I mean, realistically, one, ro roll a d8. But two. Because there's eight directions. Oh, you shit. Go. Fine. Yeah, all right. I'll roll a d8. That's fair. And then uh, you just one, figure two, out three, what... four, five, six, seven, eight. Starting a circle, one being the square in front of you. Okay. And then are you going clockwise or counterclockwise? Clockwise. Okay. One. In oh, that's one. good. Well, I'm going to say you fall prone then. Because I can't really push you forward into the target. Well, you could. Yeah, I'm serious. Then I knock him down because I'm bad. I'm just happy I didn't go <laughs> off the edge because that would have fucking Can killed you. Can you imagine? Whew. Uh, that was probably, that was a, as they say, a critical roll. That was. Oh, <laughs> and that's how we get sued. Um, Matt would never. He might. Go ahead, if you're going to make your second attack burn, roll me one more time, because you're at disadvantage now for being on the ground. Um, uh, can I just get up instead of attack? <laughs> I don't want to be prone. Uh, I will allow you to do it at the end of your turn. Okay. Uh, wait, roll because you've declared your attack. So just roll one more time, okay. and we'll take the lowest result out of 19 or whatever else. Okay. Oh my oh god! Oh my god! A what? double! Why? Alright, go ahead and roll D100s again, Bird. This is some fucking horse shit, dude. That's some horse cutter, that's for sure. Dude, Eight. horse cutter's jealous, bro. That's not so bad. All enemies have advantage on you of the first round of attacks against you next round. Okay. Jesus. Thank god your armor class is so high. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you got um, your shield. You should be fine. I have another creature who should is still be. hiding. Uh, who can you see, though? That's a really good fucking question. Um, 
I wonder, actually. Oh yeah, you're in range, Crankless. Here we go. Uh, from the mist, there are two bolts that come hurling at you. They say Crankless through the orb of darkness? He is flying above the orb Ooh. of darkness. Um, where is his character sheet, though? Oh, that's because I'm still on my tape measure. Okay, attacks coming towards you. Made by GM. Uh, Hunter's Mark goes up on you as a heads up. And two attacks made by the crossbow. One, two, that's 26 and 27 to hit you. Me? Uh, Craig, actually, I'm sorry. That's 22 and 21 to hit you, Kringlis. Do those hit? 10 temps to burn. Tini? Uh, yeah, my armor class is a 16. Okay. I just want to apologize in advance. So, you are struck by two bolts. Uh, both of which have sneak attack and sharpshooter attached to them. Plus eight. You take 54 points of damage, including the sneak attack, the vicious crossbow, and the sharpshooter from two attacks. And this creature is no longer hidden. How are you feeling there, Kringlis? Uh, I'm pretty sure Kringlis is down. Because I had 16, or I have... Where's my sheet here? You had 10 hit, hit points from Marius. And 29 health. So you have 13 minus 13. And then minus how much? 29. Brings you to negative 12, which means you are now officially down. And I think my little dude disappears. I think so too, but I'd have to reread super close here. So that puts you at zero, Kringlis. Um, and I will look through the spell sheet on the Eldritch Cannon. And disappears if you yeah so it disappears if you reduce to zero hit points or after an hour you can dismiss it as an action and no that's if it, it, it is re reduced to zero not you oh yeah thank you yes yeah, okay. i think it's just, it's just inactive because it won't okay. do anything without commands okay um death saving throws next turn caliban your turn Caliban, you have advantage in your next attack against our friends here. And you're on mute. I'll do it. Um, Caliban will take 
he does two attacks, right, Cody? Mm-hmm. Bonus action rage. Uh, yeah, because he's not raging currently. Okay, it's check mark, so that should be fine, right? Sure. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, I will roll the attacks at advantage. Which I don't even see advantage. Oh, there we go. Yep, advantage. And uh, I will give him two Winter's Howl attacks. The first one is an 18. The second is a 20. Uh, and you're attacking the horse or the man? The man. Or the elephant man. The, uh, he, you know, he's still... Well, I don't um, know if he's a... The Luxodon? Oh, he's a... Yeah, a Luxodon. Uh, and that was... 18... Uh, 18 and 20. 20 hits. rage. Okay. Uh, looks like you're taking 2 rage plus 13 slashing and 2 ice. So 17 damage. Alright. I will note that down. And I don't think Calman can do anything else. So that's going to be the end of his turn. Okie dokie. Uh, this creature will hold its action. Van Richten goes. 14 temporary hit points to uh, Caliban. Copy that. Uh, Van Richten will open a handkerchief in his pocket. And it produces said effect. Oh, come on, roll twenty. Did that show up in your guys' chat? Uh, daylight. Yes. A 60-foot radius sphere of light spreads out from a point you choose within range. The sphere is bright light and sheds dim light for an additional 60 feet. If you choose a point on an object you are holding or one that isn't being worn or carried, the light shines from the object and moves with it, completely covering the effective object with an opa opaque object, such as a bowl or a helm, blocks the light. That's for one hour. Uh, it meets the requirements to dispel darkness. Oh, yeah, sorry, I didn't get to that point. Yes. You're good. Uh, the fog around you lifts as Van Richten uh, kind of is taking in the carnage around him. Delete. And unfortunately, that's his action. But hopefully that, you know, helps the team out. Um, the rock goes... I'm going to attack Calamban. Van Richten gets nine temps. Perfect. Oof. Uh, 15 to hit does not hit. And then 31 to hit does hit. Jesus Christ, how the fuck did he get 31? Uh, that does uh, it hit. It has a strength of 28. Uh, dealing 29 points of piercing damage, so uh, 14 points to Caliban since he's raging. Okay, that'll uh, 
zero out his temp hit points, so he'll still be at uh, 85 health. He had 29 temporary hit points? Temporary hit points don't stack. Oh, I'm sorry. The first one didn't hit, right? Correct. Oh, I'm, I'm stupid. I'm sorry. They said... Well, he's raging, so 29 divided by... He said oh, it was 14. Oh, yeah, right. 14. Sorry. Okay, I was like, no, I, was I like, thought that was right. Th- nope, that's my bad. <laughs> no. I forgot he was raging. Wow. <laughs> sorry, audio listeners. Um, and, yeah, right? I'm just going to leave him there flying... Uh, within 10 feet. Um, and that is all the creatures on the board, I believe. Ozal the Defiler goes. He will spur his beast forward, lean over, and touch the horse in front of him, casting a spell. And that is his turn. What spell is he casting? Um, Are you trying to perceive from where you're at? I'm just curious. Oh. No, nope. we can see, right? Uh, he is behind two large creatures, so you can see him roll up and then hear him like uh, mutter incantations. But if you'd like more information, I'm going to need you to make an, um, your perception or investigation check or tell me what your passive perception is, and I will tell you what I rolled 17 for. is my passive. Okay. Um... I mean, if you want me to roll it, like, for free, I can roll whatever you want, I mean. Nope, it's on your turn. Unfortunately, I rolled 21 for my charisma check. So I'm going to say you, in the heat of combat, with the water rushing by, the bird flapping next to you, uh, you are unable to hear the spell he is casting. Is that how spells work? They have a verbal and semantic range, right? But there's no and discernible you, effect of what he's casting? Not yet. Not with the specific spell he cast on the horse. Or creature. You're about to find out this turn if you're uh, ready for that. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Um, the blood tusk will go... Just for later. Um, I'm going to take. Let's see, you're on the ground and I'm out. I'm going to take two attacks against Kalimban. Uh Great weapon fighter with the great sword. One, two. Uh, 27 and 26 to hit Kalimban. Those both hit. Okay. Uh, Kalimban is dealt um, a total of 15 plus 17 divided by 2. 
Uh, 16 points of slashing damage. And and that's already with the rage taken into yep, effect? Yep, that's already taken off. Yep. 16 so points 16. of slashing damage and okay. 10 cold. For a total that's of not resisted, correct? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think he has resistance to cold. Okay. The horse opens its mouth and lets out a breath of fire as it has been given dragon's breath. Um, I need all creatures to make a DC 17 dexterity saving throw and a 15 foot cone in front of this horse. Uh, and I'm going to say that it's going to the right side of the screen, since I have to kind of pick a direction, so that would be Van Richten and Burn. Okay. What kind of saving throw? Uh, dexterity. Conditions. Prone. Dean gets to make that at advantage because he's prone or no? Oh, I think he gets an advantage on me. No, that's for melee. I think for spells it's the other way around. The attack well, roll a against a creature has advantage if the attack is within five feet of the creature. Otherwise, the attack rolls have disadvantage. Uh, this is a dexterity check, so I'm just going to give it to you straight up. Give you a chance to roll around on the ground. Stop, drop, and roll. So, dexterity saving throw. Hey, oh, nat 20! Whoa! Cody, About you said time. The, the breath was oh. fire, correct? Correct. Okay, copy that. Look at that, Dean. Oh, turn of the tide, um, as they say. 16. Van Richten needs to roll also. Yep. Uh, Van Richten. Dexterity. A four. Oh, Oof. why you suck so bad, Van Richten? Um. Oh, little Kevin. Oh, sorry, it wasn't me. <laughs> oh, beautiful Kevin. Um, so seven points of fire damage is not too bad. That comes off of his temporary hit points. Uh, burn, if you have temporary hit points, you take four points of damage. Marius, your turn. Oh, goodness gracious. Goodness, goodness gracious. So much going on here. There's a lot going on. Forty feet from here to there. Um, fuck, man. First off, I'm going to bonus action healing word on Kringlis. Okay. So I speak just a verbal component divine word to give him 1d4 plus my modifier. Once I can find healing word on my character sheet. There it is. Six hit points back to Kringlis. All right, Kringlis, you are back up with... Well, you're prone, uh, but you are alive. Let's see, and then... 
casting that restricts me to cantrips only now for this turn. Toll the so, dead, baby. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, let's see here. We'll hit we'll hit the horse that's breathing fire since it's taken a good amount of damage. Toll the dead on it. Uh, it needs to make a wisdom saving throw, DC 17. Uh, oh, 17. That's okay. what I rolled. Cool. No damage then. Dang. Uh, and... <sighs> Movement-wise, this is probably one of the better positions I can be in at the moment. So I will stay here. I'll see if I can get myself another couple of hit points. Nope, my temporary hit points stay the same. That is it for me. Okay. What was otherwise? I believe you have something planned. How do you know these things? I can see you moving around your arrow. I have it hidden from others. How are you... I'm the dungeon master. I can what see the hell? all of your you chats. You can see all of our chats. So when we say oh, Cody yeah. has a tiny... Just kidding. Okay, yeah, so fi I can does see fireball, my guy. Does fireball have to impact a surface, or can it be cast like in in this area here? I believe it does have to impact. Uh, go ahead and pull the spell up. Uh, if you yeah, want to sure. link it in the chat, like you're casting it. And let's yeah, read yeah. through the spell. I'm not going to cast it if, it if it won't be able to. Right, that, right. That didn't help at all. Uh, a Point, a point you choose within range, so it, it doesn't specify. Uh, here's my thought. It's just a 20-foot radius sphere. So there is a spell. It's a higher-level spell called Delayed Blast Fireball. Which essentially you can throw and then choose to detonate at your choice. That's not what he's casting, though. I know, I know. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking. Uh, I know we've used, like, Ice Knife in a point in space before. Need. Well, Ice Knife is specific because Ice Knife requires an attack roll. So that one you have to hit something with. Fireball, oh, you just you just pick an area and, yeah, that's where it explodes. Hmm. I'm just trying to battle. Say I know, just, I'm trying to just, give it to you as the hard that, part. That is the way it works, Cody. There's no if ands or buts about it. Yeah, but it has a range of 150 feet. I feel like it would have to impact something. No, it doesn't have to. You pick a point within range, within 150 feet of his vision. He can pick spam, pick spam, any spam, space spam, in spam. any point in space, and it explodes. Now keep in mind, Ta I know you're trying to hit Taurus. Taurus is 20 feet in the air, 40 or 40 feet, 40 feet in the air. Excuse me. So your point in space needs to be 20 feet up in order to barely hit these guys. And then the bird is only 10 feet in the air. But yeah. So that should hit him too. But yeah, so like from right here, see that would actually hit Calaman too, though. So from right there, you should be able to hit everybody, all of the enemies, without 
Vor I'm gonna move. Vor, I'm gonna. I'm gonna move Vor before I cast it. Yeah. Uh, you have to take his turn, and then he has to take his turn. So you need to de declare what you're doing first. Your movement is not interchangeable between the two of you. It's technically a whole oh. separate turn. We've always done it like that, but okay. No, we've played it that he plays after your turn. Okay. Just as a heads Dude, up, who, right? who cares if four dies at this point right now, man? <laughs> exactly. That doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, let me make some rolls here. Okay, I haven't cast anything, so I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't, I'm going mean, to do some research out of game, but I'm going to let you do it today. Okay, so can I take Vor's I turn first then? Because I haven't moved anything yet. Uh, you have chosen to take your turn, so are you ending your turn to move your creature? Okay, I haven't take. I've asked you a question. I just said for you fireball, does it have to? Okay, so can I move Vor and then take Are my you turn? Are casting fireball? Yes, you can. Okay, so if I'm I move just trying Vor, to get clarification as to what you're doing. I'd like to cast fireball, but I'd like to not okay. nuke Vor before That's I do fine. that. Okay, Vor is going to go up uh, thirty feet. Okay, Vor goes up thirty feet. Put him into fifty. Fifty feet. Should I start making saving throws to save some time? Yeah, sure. You want me just to just use that fireball roll, the 32, or you want me to reroll it? Oh, I don't care. I mean, probably okay. I'm fine with you using that, but if you want to try. Okay, 30. 30? DC 17 okay. save. It would be for 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 DC 17 saves. Yep. 6 with the rock. Oh, shit, I didn't even see O's on there. Is Taurus in the blast? Yes. yes would be. Okay. Sorry, I'm just making sure. Okay, he saves. Blow the defiler. Core. Dexterity. And the demon. Hey, you got resistance to fire. That's cool. Look at that. Uh, your DC 17. I have failures across the board. Wow. Uh, the only person the, uh... who really takes quarter damage would be the demon. Everybody else takes full damage. Okay. Cool. The demon is the demon. Or no, horse, half right? damage. Sorry. Or the... Huh? Oh, uh, by demon, you mean the defiler's creature or the mm -hmm. demon horse? Okay. Oh, I should check and see what the Stronger has. Good call. Does he have resistance? I don't think he does. No, he does not. Uh, so 30 points of damage. The horse okay. goes down. Um, now let me ask you this. The rock is 10 feet in the air. If Ozal moves out of the rock's range, is that um, is he close enough to provoke opportunity attacks? Um, yes, because he okay. has reach. Okay, that's fine. That makes sense. I won't do that then. And then, uh, I guess if you can roll me um, your uh, temporary hit points uh, max. I have 12 right now, but it could be better. Nine. And that'll be then my turn. All right. Kringlis. 
Uh, I think you may have muted yourself, Dini. Heavy damage detected. Calculated. <laughs> I love that. All right. Um, I'm going to, for Kringlis, I'm going to use a, a full action to stand up. A bonus action to... It's half your movement my... to stand up. It's not, not an action Oh, just half? Okay, good. Yeah, half your movement. Okay, I thought it was a full action. Okay, thanks. Um, I would like to stand up and then uh, heal myself as a bonus action, I believe. It is a bonus action, right? To do what? Potion? I'm sorry. Are you using healing word or using a healing potion or... Uh, I guess I'd like to just use the potions I just got. That is an action one. to use your potion. Okay. Yeah, I'll go ahead and... Uh... Actually, you know what? I think what I'd like to do actually is cast a spell. <laughs> Screw it. <laughs> um... After standing up, I'm going to, let's see, move up a bit. I am going to cast Shatter. Oh, there we go. Yeah, uh, let's see, let me read this spell out. Shatter, a sudden loud ringing noise painfully intense erupts from a point of your choice within range, which is 60 feet. Um, each creature in a 10-foot radius sphere centered on that point must make a constitution saving throw. A creature takes 3d8 thunder damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. A creature made of inorganic material, such as stone, crystal, or metal, has disadvantage on this saving throw. A non-magical object that isn't being worn or carried also takes the damage if it's in the spell's area. It's a dexterity right, save. So, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and cast that. Stratfor is dead. Between the rock jump. And where are you centering it on? Uh, I don't, Let me... Hold on. This thing is in the way. Have we unlocked level three or just two? Uh, it would depend on your class. You'd have to look and see Ar what spells. Yeah, artifice, artificer is different. At eighth level artificer, you only have up to second level spell slots right now. Okay, second level. Good. Yeah, you're a, you're a half caster, not a full caster. Gotcha. Okay. All right, I'm going to place my spell uh, where I can. I don't know if you guys can see it, but like right here. Uh, can you press and, and ping? Are you seeing the I'm trying. Here? Is it pinging there? Yeah. Yeah. So you'd hit those three guys? Yes. All right. Um, Ozalot Filer has a 16. Um, Gore the Blood Pus rolled a 9. And the Demon rolled a 22. So half damage to Team Ozal the Defiler and full damage to Gore the Blood Tusk. And uh, this little cannon guy, I'd like him to... I don't know if he still has his held action or not. Uh, you don't, but it's a bonus action to trigger for him to fire on something. Okay. Uh, 
I'd like him to shoot at this bird. <laughs> okay. Gee, I can roll that for you if you want to tell me how much damage I take um, or what full damage would be. Uh, where do I find that? Uh, it should be under the spell. If you click the spell, uh, Shatter should roll damage for you. Oh, okay. Uh, Shatter. It did roll the damage. It rolled 20. Mm. Oh, sorry. I was looking further up. I was actually like looking at the spell that was oh sorry linked. My bad. I was looking confused. Uh, force ballista. <laughs> it's a thirteen to hit the rock. I'll have to double check to see if that hits. Uh, Gore takes thirty points of damage, and the other two take fifteen. Um. Okay. Um. The rock. Uh, does not hit the rock. Standby. Uh, 11 temporaries to the Eldritch Cannon if it didn't already have some, and then 9 to Kringlis. Alright. Burn! You're prone. Uh, okay, I'm gonna stand up. Sword and board in hands. Let's go, Daddy. Um, <clears throat> man, <laughs> I'm trying to think about what I want to do, man. I want to try something that's really risky. <laughs> Ask you this, Cody. Yeah, man. Uh, Gore, the blood tusk, just because he's right in front of me. Um, would he be like susceptible or because on my item doesn't tell me anything about this dagger, but it's a dagger of poison. So if I drop my sword. And grab my little dagger and stab them with it. Would that, like, would he get poisoned or does that, like, stack? Like, I don't understand how the weapon works. So, it is an action, I want to say, maybe bonus action, to activate the poison for it to run down the blade. Let me pull up your character sheet here. We'll scroll down. Dagger of Venom. Rare weapon. You gain plus one to attack bonuses and damage the rolls made with a, as a result to this weapon. You can use an action to cause thick black poison to coat the blade of the, um, for one minute, or until an attack using the weapon hits the creature, hits a creature. Uh, that must succeed. They must succeed on a DC 15 Constitution saving throw, or take 2d10 poison damage and become poisoned for one minute. The dagger cannot be used this way again until the next dawn. So Until it's an the action. What? To, the next dawn? Yeah, so it's an action. You hit Constitution Saving Throw. If the Constitution Saving Throw works, you deal poison damage and they are poisoned. So my action would be to activate the poison. I have to wait for my next turn to attack? Correct. Okay, no, I don't want to do that. Okay, I'm going to try something else a little risky. I am going to uh, cast command. <laughs> oh, 
love it. You speak one word. Command to a creature you can see within range. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or follow the command on its next turn. The spell has no effect if the target is undead, if it doesn't understand your language, or if your command is directly harmful to it. Um, some typical commands and their effects follow. Um, do you want me to read all that? <laughs> no, go ahead and tell it's, me it's who you're casting it on and what you want to say. You're one more I want to command Gore on his next turn to attack um, I guess the big demon? Ozal's, uh, Ozal the Defiler is riding the demon? So here's the thing. It's one word. So tell me in one word what you want this creature to do and it cannot be harmful to itself oh, or friendly I members. See, I see. Right? Okay. It's one word command. Um... You could do like drop or flee. You can tell him to jump. I was gonna say, well, <laughs> if I tell him to no, jump, no, it's directly harmful. Yeah, he could. Oh yeah, that's true. Guy was thinking hilarious. that too. Though. That's hilarious. Flee would be really good. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's worth a shot. Yeah, let me let me let me tell him to flee. Okay, wisdom saving throw incoming. I'm gonna give you a seven. Um, are you now? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. All right. Well, you just totally wasted that because I rolled a one. So uh, he will turn on his next turn and flee. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the beauty of Porton, though, right? Like you don't know what they want. I, I guess. Let's see if it works. Um, that Talk. is an action, so... Um, Twelve temps to burn, if you are lower than that currently. I am, thank you. And they don't stack, right? So I just got twelve? Correct. Whatever the highest okay. is of the two. Uh, let's see. Um, let's see if I have any cool bonus actions. Um, uh, let me cast, uh, it's a, uh, can I concentrate on more than one thing? No. It depends what you're trying to cast. Uh, divine favor. Your prayer empowers you to, div with divine radiance until the spans your weapon attacks deal an extra 1d4 radiant damage. I think, you, so you can only cast one, the, concentration like one spell and one contrip. Yeah. Okay. On top of that being concentration, as Marius brought up. Okay. Um... You could swear your oath of vengeance on somebody. Uh, that gives you advantage on all attacks for the next minute. Alright, let me do that. Who are you swearing it on? This is important, because at this point, Gore is going to use his whole action to flee <laughs> until the spell wears off, so he's effectively leaving. Oh, so that was effective? It, it, yeah, it I, got, well, I rolled a I rolled a critical failure as a oh, one, okay. Okay. Uh, which actually became zero, which is hilarious because his his wisdom is nine. Um, so, yeah, I think it was all gave me a seven, which actually helped me more than anything. But it doesn't matter. So, um, 
Okay. I can still move, right? I have half my movement. Am I lagging? You do have your movement. Where are you trying to move to? Uh, I'm just... I'm just going to move up to where Gore currently is. And I'm, I'm not going to... Oh, oh, yeah, my spell. I'm sorry. I forgot. Uh, I'm going to just do it on the big, uh, the big demon thing. My Oath of Vengeance on the big demon. Because if Gore's taken off, I'm just going to focus on the next guy and move up. And since I can't move through Gore, I'm just going to move up as far as I can. Uh, yes, you can move through target targets, but you cannot move through enemy targets. So. Right. Yeah, I'm just going to move up. Okay, you move up. Uh, and that's you... my turn. Okay. Uh, Tyrus is going to go. Uh, he will use his bonus action to move Hunter's Mark from Udini. Well, he went down and came back up. I'm going to say he's going to reassign it. I'm going to put it on Ozol. And then I'm going to make two attacks against you, Ozol. Okay. What does the uh, Hunter's Mark do again? Uh, it just deals extra damage. Uh, I can link the whole spell if you'd like. No, that's fine. Uh, it does extra damage, and then it can, like, track you if you try to run. Okay, uh, roll the first attack. Roll, like, roll one attack at a time, if you don't mind. You got it. Um, I have rolled my first attack. Uh, okay, give me one second here. Okay, um, what is the attack roll? 15. Uh, Ty goes to the... Attacker. Okay, uh, I'm going to use a shield reaction, the second from my crystal. Okay. Bringing my armor class to 20. Okay. Okay. And then go ahead and roll the second attack. Okay. What is the attack roll? 23. Uh, I will... It's a critical hit. I don't know if that matters or not. It does. Um... I think that's my first criticism. Silvery Barbs. Uh, you magically distract the triggering creature. You can't. You shield it already. Oh, okay. That's fine. I'll luck point that then. For my uh, okay. second luck point of the day. Good call. Um, uh, 21. 19 plus 2. Okay. How much damage it's, is it? Um, you take... Uh, 15... 26 plus a d6 of damage. Um, it's, uh, 30 points of damage total. Okay, so I'm taking uh, saving throws. Or, uh, yes, sir, you go down. In, I presume, at least. Yep. Do you have temporary hit points? Uh, those got expended by the attack. 
Caliban. Um, let's see. Caliban will move forward, and he will. He's continually raging, correct? Yes, as long as he attacks or takes damage. Okay. Uh, he'll do uh, Winter's Howl twice against the uh, the, mm -hmm. uh, the gore. Yeah. First attack. Oh, I did not mean to do that at advantage. I'm sorry. No, he has advantage. First attack his thing. So 27. Oh, okay. 27. And then Tits. the <laughs> next attack is uh, 19. Uh, tie goes to you. Okay. Uh, the first attack does 14 damage. And the second attack does 10 damage. Okay, 24. Uh, you will be happy to know, officially, that gore is bloodied. Okay. Oh, my hunter's mark goes away. Because you are down. Um, I'm going to hold his action too. Van Richten's going to go. Um, Ozol. You receive... Nine points of health from Van Richten That's as he good. pours a potion down your throat. <coughs> Thank you, Van Richten. Um, and then he's going to bonus action to Misty Step onto the back of the rock. Holy moly. The yeah, the rock, um, realizing that now it has something on its back, is going to move in a random direction uh, in an attempt to buck him off. Fourteen temporary hit points to Van Richten. Nice. Uh, it will use its whole movement to move this direction. Sorry, I'm rolling stuff over here. Strength saving throw. His, actually, no, I'm going to do Dex for Acrobatics 11 versus Dwayne the Rock Johnson over here. Which critically failed. Holy crap. That's a one. I don't know why it has a bandage, but that's a one. Uh, so he holds on as the rock begins to soar up and away this direction. All the defiler will go. Um, he casts Firewall. Fire. 
A line of fire erupts um, between. Actually, let me make sure I can actually cast that in your space. Is that Van Richten that's casting this? No, this would be Ozal the Defiler. Oh, okay. Would you like to counter spell? I can't. I, I just thought it was Van Richten. Nope. He I use my re reaction. Well, actually, do I. Shield. Do I have a reaction? Because I died and then came back? I don't like, think that's how it works. <laughs> like a rejuvenation. Uh, you can make the wall up to 60 feet long and 20 feet high, one foot thick, or in the range of 20 diameters. Opaque wall. Yeah, I'm going to cast firewall and submit. When it appears, each creature in the area must make a dexterity saving throw. On a failed save, the creature takes 5d8 fire damage or half as much on a successful one um, from that side of the wall. Um, if the creature ends its turn within 10 feet of that side or the inside of the wall, a creature takes the same amount of damage when it enters the wall from the first time of the turn. So this is if you're moving like through it. Okay. So, dexterity saving throws for uh, Burn and Calamban. This fire erupts under their feet. And then Ozal's beast will use its whole action to move out of range. Oh, wait, hold on. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty, twenty. Is that a dexterity yep. saving throw? Yes, sir. Uh, here we go, baby. Be with me, Bahamut. Oh, Thirteen. Thirteen. Ah, uh, failure. You take 24 points of fire damage. Uh, Caliban, dexterous saving throw at advantage, Ozol. How much does Caliban take? Uh, he would take 24, but did you make a dexterity saving throw at advantage for Caliban? Yep, let me get you that. Is he also resistant to fire, right? Uh, yes, because he's a... Um, brass dragon or gold yeah uh, 18 at advantage dexterity saving throw okay he saves for half uh, quarter actually. quarter okay yep. what would that damage uh, be divided by four uh, six okay that'll uh, impact his temporary hit points first Uh, that is their turn. Gore the Blood Tusk. I need two opportunity attacks. One from Burn and one from Caliban. As Gore will use his entire action to flee, as you have called it. Those are at advantage also for Caliban? Yes. Do I get advantage then? Or no? Uh, yes, because you're standing next to Caliban. I only uh, get one? Or I can only, only one hit. Okay. 18. Hits? Oh no, does uh, not hit. I'm so sorry. Okay, that's fine. Burn got 22. 22. Hits. Congrats. And then I need someone want... to roll me a d8. Do you, do you want to divine smite him? <laughs> Can I? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll roll you that d8 after Burn does his uh, whatever he's doing. Yeah. Actually, I'll, div I'll divine smudge you, son, bitch. D8 
Oh, shit. Sorry. Oh. D12 was an 11. <laughs> okay. Is that good or um, bad? <laughs> you're going to laugh at this. Um, yes, Burn, you deal an additional 13 points of radiant damage. Nice. 11. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. What is that? He runs off the edge. <laughs> oh! Yes! <laughs> Through the one hole. The one hole! <laughs> And plummets to the depths below. (laughs) That's hilarious. Is that? Is he dead? To be determined, my guy. To (laughs) be determined. He disappears into the mist. (laughs) Marius Radar. Oh my lord. Mm, Okay. Let's see here. Uh, getting a little more manageable here. I need the rock to make a charisma saving throw as I cast Banishment. Uh, oh, I love it. While Van Richten's on his back? He's over he's the only, rocks. He's only 10 feet in the air. Oh, I did not change that. He's 35 feet in the air? According to the mover that I used, just just as a heads up, but he's still technically over the bridge. Uh, yes, uh, you're fine. I can adjust that. Um, you know what? I'll let it slip this time since I fucking I messed it up, and our other players have had to deal with stuff. So I feel like it's only fair if I have to deal with something. Charisma. Uh, so public for role. two. Oh. Okay. Uh, let me let me read out the spell and give my description uh, as, as for our audio listeners here. So banishment is a one action cast, sixty foot range, one creature you can see within range. Uh, verbal, somatic, and material component. Concentration up to a minute. You attempt to send one creature that you can see within range to another plane of existence. The target must succeed on a charisma saving throw or be banished. If the target is native to the plane of existence you're on, you banish the target to a harmless demiplane. While there, the target is incapacitated. The target remains there until the spell ends, at which point the target reappears in the space it left or in the nearest unoccupied space if that space is occupied. If the target is native to a different plane of existence that you are on, the target is banished with a faint popping noise returning to its home plane if the spell ends before one minute has passed the target reappears in the space it left or in the nearest unoccupied space if that space is occupied otherwise the target doesn't return so marius rudari points his hand out over towards slams his shield for just a moment and banishes this massive uh, avian creature back to its home just an audible pop goes out as Van Richten falls to the ground. You banish the rock to the land of fate, which lies in Abir Torel, the main plane. Whoa, whoa, whoa that cannot be correct. The rock is from Hawaii. <laughs> I'll tear you. <laughs> uh, Van Richten, 
Hank's 11 points. Oh, he has temporary hit points. Hey, there we go. And lands prone on these giant statues. <laughs> As Dwayne the Rock Johnson disappears, freeing it from the land of Barovia. Well done. Um, let's see here. Honestly, that's probably the best thing that could have happened to that poor creature. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yo, can you banish me back to Faerun? <laughs> Actually, that could solve all of our problems. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe? Who knows? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> that's incredible. Um, let's see here. So, that's my action. Uh, how... This... I don't want to go too high up. Um, we need to s start making some moves over here. In action, uh, bonus action, I don't have anything super extra I can do. I'll I'll stay here to keep giving out the buffs. So myself, fourteen temporary hit points, and that is it for my turn. Ozol, I'm going to use my held action before you go for a creature that has been holding his action this whole time. How dare you. I know, right? Okay. Hold on, I'm rereading this ability that I wrote to make sure that I can use it. Or not use it. Okay. Mm, that doesn't apply... There we go. Okay. Rat, the witness, who has How been witnessing. Uh, That's what he does. Down. Yep. <laughs> drops down onto the back of Ozal's beast, presents his battle standard, uh, and they will use his action to return back to Castle Ravenloft. Leaving Taurus the Grafted flying in the oh, air. That's fucking funny. What a crusty bitch. <clears throat> okay. Uh, may uh, I take which my turn also now? means the fire's gone. The firewall. Okay, there we go. Uh, can I ask you something? Of course. This bridge, um, five, ten, it's like technically 20 feet wide, but a little bit of the chunk on each side is like the railing. If uh, I want to polymorph, okay. can I do that? I was going to change into the hawk to go after Taurus. Because oh. I have the um, space around me. I just don't have the space. You can. You might over. trigger the trap. Hold I on. Could, could no, I just hold move on. like this? No, no, no. no. <clears throat> the traps on the bridge after Ozal the Defiler disappears also oh, that's hilarious. disappear. I love everything about it. Uh, I'll clear this here in just a second. So, yes. Okay. You may. I'm going to cast Polymorph on myself. Um, the spell transforms a creature that you can see within range, in this case myself, into a new form. The, uh, the transformation lasts for the duration or until the new target drops to zero hit points or dies. And... Uh, all you hear is an Ozol <laughs> transforms into an Arcadian Manahawk 
and flies 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 feet to Taurus and does, um, let me double click this. Uh, I'm going to do the multi-attack, which is... Um, so Taurus one is att- 40 feet in the air. Oh, I, I have 90 feet of flight, or 70 okay, feet of flight. Cool. Or 90 feet, so, yeah, so I'll go... Yep, uh, can you do the little 40 for me? Yep, I got I you. Gotta figure out how to attack with this thing, because... You just click the button. Let's see. Oh, there we go. Uh, nope. Multi-attack, it nope. just lists the ability in chat. So oh, hit, um, you get two attacks, one with its beak, one with its talons. So whichever mm-hmm. you would like to make first, oh. the talons have 10-foot reach, and then you could use the beak, but it doesn't really matter. Okay, um, I think I missed, actually. The beak is a 10 to hit, which does not hit. And the talons okay. are a nine. <laughs> I don't think I hit them. Does not hit. That's okay. Uh, yes, you turn into this majestic, <clears throat> shimmering bird whose vibrant colors shift uh, from dark blue to light blue, leaving these golden kind of sparkles in your wake. Um, as you attempt to go after this other aerial, aerial being. Yep. And. Excuse me. Uh, Vor will move. Um, oh, that would have been smart to do advantage, but that's okay. Uh, oh, that would have been really smart, actually. Why didn't I do that? Um, can Vor still give advantage if someone has a ranged attack against Taurus, or is it only for melee attack for the help action? I think it's only melee, right? I would have to... You'd have to reread the spell. I'm actually not 100% sure. I think it's just the help action, which... um, Max, do you know? Help. For what? For the help action. Combat. Help. It's an action. No, no, I understand that, but it it gives advantage on what? The next person to attack it. Okay. Uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Uh, Vor will descend 10 feet, putting him at 40 feet and do the help action to help the next attacker on Taurus with advantage. Yep. You can... Uh, when you take the help action, the creature you aid gains advantage on the next ability check. It makes to perform a task you are helping with, provided it can make the check before the start of your next turn. Alternatively, you can use the aid action to aid a friendly target in attacking a creature within five feet of you. So aid, I guess, would technically be its action, but that doesn't matter. Semantics. Uh, okay. So, yes. The next creature okay. who attacks has advantage so on it. Kranglis or someone else attacks him has advantage. Kranglis. Oh, there we go. <laughs> that worked out perfectly. <laughs> it was not intentional. <laughs> Kranglis, are you... Assisting progress. Let's see. Um, time to move. Oops. Kranglis, let's go. Okay, that's 30 feet. Um, if I use a spell, will it actually hit? <laughs> um, how dare you? Othal, who's now a gigantic bird? <laughs> Probably. Hello? 
Yes. Uh, uh, potentially it could hit him, depending on where you land the spell. Of course, you can do that thing that uh, uh, that people do, where you cast it off in one direction and it doesn't hit your friendly allies like this. But yeah, you, you would have to do it like probably from over here. Boop. I see. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll go ahead and... Uh... I'm trying to decide which spell to use, because if I use... Here's my options, okay? I was going to either use... Um... Where are you? Why isn't this working? Roll 20 is, like, completely frozen for me. That's okay. You need me to make an action with your cannon? No, I was going to cast a spell. Ooh, what spell are you trying to cast? Well, I have one more uh, cast of Shatter that I could use. Alright, you cast Shatter. Um, I believe that's a dexterity saving throw for me. I actually can't load your... There we go. Nope, that's Mario's. Yeah, I, I don't know what is going on here. I can't get it to... Dude, fucking roll 20, man. I'll tell you what. I was really impressed when we started. There we go. Um, shatter. Second level. Um, DC 15 from the man with all the dexterity. Um, 11. Oh no, critical failure. Uh, yeah, your shatter goes off, and you deal him ten points of thunder damage. Nice. Thanks for rolling that for me. I don't know what's You're going welcome. on. You're welcome. I'm also going to make an acrobatics check. Uh, okay. I was going to say of DC 10. Um, to see how that impacts him flying, since it does thunder damage. Minus 10. Which brings him to bloodied. Okay. Burn. Burn of Dawn. Let's do this. <clears throat> oh, he's like, he's way too high, isn't he? He's pretty high. Stoned, if you will. If I throw something at him, I probably won't get it back, you know? Um, I mean, if you have javelins to burn, not a bad, uh... I was gonna try that blood spear. Do I still uh, I don't, don't have, 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 have it. It's in containment. Oh, okay. Um, how many javelins can I throw? One this turn, theoretically two if you were holding two of them. Okay, can I drop my sword and shield and grab two spears out of my back? Um, I think technically no, because drawing one item counts as your free action. To draw or stow, yeah, to draw or stow one item. As much as I like it. Um, we, would he get advantage, oh, though? Okay. For the, sure. Um, I'll give him advantage, because, well, because for the, the, the melee attack, yeah. Well, uh, I'm just going to cast command again. <laughs> okay. Drop. <laughs> 60 feet. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess uh, my command would be land for him to land. Oh, that's smart. 
Or wait, is he flying or is he just? He's it, flying. Uh, land, yeah, land is pretty vague, but yeah, I, I can roll with that. Okay. Um, dive, 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 dive. Yeah, uh, that will be my. Oh, and then I guess I'll just move up as uh, kind of. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm on the stream here on screen. Uh, uh -huh. I guess maybe like right here, see where he lands. I don't want to be that close to the holes. Okay. Now, just as a um, quick question, does that provoke any sort of attack since he's making him do it? On his no, turn I, when it happens, yes. I, I, I got an idea. Um, okay, you use your action to cast command, and you tell him to land. Okay. Uh, Taurus's turn. Ozol. Yes. Taurus lands on you. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, okay. On. Oop, well, I guess that wouldn't provoke because he's on top of uh, me. Oh, well, hold on. There, there are. I'm sorry. I had to move him to front and then put you back there. Oh, okay. There we go. So I can. Oh, nope. Can't see him still. That's all right. Um. <laughs> give me. Give me an athletics track strength if you don't have athletics. Um, uh, 24. Nice. No way. Uh, I'm going to make this roll public just to make it hilarious. Negative uh, one. That's a hot 11. 11. Uh, he lands on you, but does not stick the grapple as you roll. And he begins to drop. Uh, being that he starts to take, you know, the fall and the spell will drop because it starts to become hostile to him. Uh, he drops the full, we'll say he drops a hundred feet. Can I take uh, an before... opportunity attack? Yes, you may. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm going to do thunderous wings. Thunderous wings. Uh, for 12 damage, a deck saving throw. Uh, he at will take a disadvantage, 12 uh, bludgeoning damage. Oh, wow, oh. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He ain't fucking around. Nope, true one. Okay. Uh, so I'm not prone, but I take 12 damage. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, at which point, he will use his whole action to move as far as he can away from you. Um, let's see. Probably be down towards the water. Yeah. I'm trying to see what his movement is. There. So that's 70 feet. He yes. would move then dash. Um, yeah. Out past the map that I have. Uh, do, would you like to give Pursuit? Uh, me? Yes. Just, just uh, out of curiosity. Otherwise, I will just let him flee. I, I would like Dude. to, yes. Yeah, okay. kill him. Uh, <laughs> Caliban's turn. Uh, Caliban, um, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Can they stand on this 30? Uh, he can. He would be precariously perched on something covered okay, in uh, ice. Uh, 
Yeah, I'll move back. That's okay. not good for anybody. Um, it's also a low here. wall, so it's only like four feet tall. I'm going to throw a javelin. Okay. You, uh, 26. Down, 26 hits uh, for eight damage. <laughs> Bring him to critical. Way to battle, Caliban. Thanks, Zach. Did Mark fall asleep? I mean, it's also like super late for Mark and Max, but I, that's he right. said you had to get to go. He has to go to work early tomorrow. Okay, uh, Van Richten will stand up, move over to here, and oh, make two attacks with his hand crossbow. I think he's just barely in range. Oh, hand crossbow. You'd love to see it. So, yeah, up to 120 feet uh, before oh disadvantage. Gosh. Fucking sniper so, rifle. One, two, uh, 17 hits. Dealing seven piercing. Seven sneak attack. And one monster hunter. Anything else I can add? For a total of 15 points of damage. Which almost kills him. Um, Marius. You want to finish him off? I would like to, yes. So I will go... Uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30... To here, flying. Oh, you can fly! Oh I can. God, I forgot you could fly. <laughs> At which point, uh, I will cast uh, Toll the Dead. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes! Or attempt to. We'll see if he succeeds. He might very well may. That uh, would be 9 Necrotic and 8 Radiant from Blessed Thrix, DC 17 Wisdom Saving Throw. So 17 uh, total if he does not pass. 19. He passes. Sorry, man. Uh, oh, it's fine. How much damage? Uh, does he get half damage or anything? No, it's a cantrip. So no, oh, no okay. damage if he succeeds. 40 feet. Let's see here. Uh, I have a question. Ask why. I have in my persons mm -hmm. one free critical hit from Obdulio can I give it to Marius Sir, to Ozal. make an air horn nearby <clears throat> give it to Ozal <clears throat> no because he's gonna Marius is gonna kill him right now I will say oh a spiritual weapon oh I didn't even see that hold on I will say I can give you the inverse as well. So instead of because Taurus passed the wisdom save, you can impose a critical failure to Taurus. Roll on the critical failure table um, because he's flying and Marius's attack will hit. Um, I say let's do it. Okay. Please roll me D100s. Okay. D100s. Uh, 52. Here we go. 52. Uh, 
Oh, those are fumbles. I want the spell attack critical hit. 52. <laughs> uh, please roll me 2d6. Uh, me? Yep, and then a d8. Okay, 2d6. So here we go. And 1d8. 7 and a 3. Okay. Um, landing here. Uh, first, actually, let me back up. You outstretch your hand and call upon Bahamut's will to flow through your friend Marius Radari to, you know, like a like a meet and greet with his new god. Like, hey, you know, this is Marius. He's a great guy. You should give him a critical hit. <laughs> Helm's finger just gently moves Marius's hand so that the bolt hits, clipping Taurus at the back of the wings as they incinerate under this necrotic damage. Uh, and they're eaten away. He begins to fall, at which point he drops his weapon. And it is thrown where that blue circle is. So, um, I will give you a choice. He can drop his heavy crossbow, his rapier, his short sword, or his dagger. Uh, for me or Marius? For you. You get to choose what, what falls on the ground. Oh, sweet. Um... Uh, Marius, what do you want? Nope. This I'm gonna, is your choice. I know, but I'm gonna give it to Marius. And I, cause I'm about to get a hammer. I have my horse cutter. Or you can I have a D4 to make it non-biased. I have a dagger choose. of poison. Like, I'm stacked. Like, I don't need another weapon. But Marius uses a short sword. Mostly he uses spells, but he's got a... Ooh, he flies too? Oh, the bolt might be good. My cantrips, or my spells would be better for range, but I prefer to have a, a blade, so I would say the rapier. Okay, the rapier then. Okay. Thank you, Kat, uh, sir. Also, he's the one that killed him. I just helped out. Before okay. the rest of Taurus's gear um, <laughs> is able to be squandered, he falls into the drink. And a rapier lands at said spot. And that is our session. Hey! A little bit of a long one. Lots of combat. Lots of roleplay. Enemies repeated. Yes. Make sure you turn in next time. Uh, We we are doing a very special one-shot coming up uh, because I will be gone for PAX. On top of that, next episode, we will be heading to the Amber Temple, and I have even more nasty, tricky surprises for my players. Well, next episode after the one-shot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, the next episode will be, I think, Wednesday night. It'll be a shorter two or three hour episode, so uh, it will be very action-packed, uh, oh. and it'll air live, then get locked down, then re-air at our normal Saturday time slot. Shout out to the nine people watching. Thank you to Hero Forge for um, making us affiliates. If you want to make a character on Hero Forge, 
do so at the link there. Send me your Hero Forge character link, and if it's cool enough, we'll add it to the campaign as an NPC. Uh, that's it. Have a great weekend, and thank you guys for tuning in, all 10, 11 of you guys that were watching the full five hours. Really appreciate it. Have a good night. Leave in the Hi, everyone. Dice.